Strike! BYU baseball heads back to the diamond. There's a ball hit very deep. Left fielder looking up, going back at the wall. It's out of here. And the Batcats are swinging for the fences. Center fielder going back. He's not going to get there. It's time for BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Play ball. Live coverage of BYU baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck, Reinhardt Oil, Chip Cookies, Sag Chevron, Foot Insurance, and Revere Health Orthopedics. Now, to get you ready for the first pitch, here's Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU baseball fans. Welcome into Miller Park here in beautiful Provo, Utah. My name is Jason Shepard, filling in for Brent Norton tonight. The 8-6 BYU Cougars, who have won three in a row, host the Utah Valley Wolverines with a record of 5-9. and nine. Joining me on the broadcast tonight, former BYU pitcher, Scott Haas. Scott, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. I'll tell you what, if you draw up a perfect date and say, you know, what would I like to see? This is it. I mean, we've got perfect temperatures, 70 degrees. I mean, you see the pitchers are out there. You know, they're not even wearing sleeves today. I mean, this is the picture-perfect day for baseball, especially this time of year when you really want to see everybody starting to hit their strides. And this kind of weather, this kind of atmosphere, the fans are filling in. And we've got an in-state game on top of that. Yeah, a crosstown clash, if you will. I mean, obviously, these two campuses separated by one road and about four miles. So certainly it is an in-state battle. And in talking with both coaches... This is a big deal, and even though it's not a conference game, it's not something that ultimately will go for your conference record. It does obviously go with your overall record, and you want to win your in-state games. Now, this is there's a lot of pride on this game, and as much as everybody's still trying to fine-tune themselves both on the mound, at the plate, when it comes to fielding, these teams right here, this is bragging rights. I mean, Utah Valley's coming into this, and it's kind of the big brother down the street, right? I mean, some of these guys maybe had aspirations at one point to, to try to play here at BYU and other kids. I mean, this is one of those things that you only get one shot right here. Obviously, there's another game later on uh, over at UVU, but this is an important game that they've circled the calendar. If not, maybe physically on the calendar, internally, these guys, they, they know what it means. Well, and this has been really a series dominated by BYU. The Cougars lead the overall series 25-9. BYU won all three matchups last year. Two of the games played here at Miller Park. One played at Brent Brown Ballpark in Orem. So this is something that BYU has had a lot of success. And if you're Utah Valley, certainly you're looking to show that, hey, we can compete with you. Absolutely. And, of course, Utah Valley just came off uh, you know, a series playing against Mississippi State. They took one of those games. Could have won Could, all of them. Absolutely. They were all close games. And so I don't think you know, Coach Littlewood or anyone on the BYU roster is looking past this game. This is by any – I mean, Utah Valley has an established program. They have some great players. I mean, we were down there at batting practice. They got some big kids on the team who can swing it, and they've got some good guys, you know, some strong arms in there in the bullpen and out of the rotation. So this will be a good match. This is a great game for both programs to fine-tune things before they head into conference play. You mentioned head coach Mike Littlewood of the BYU Cougars. I talked with the coach in his office – just a little while ago. Here's our conversation. Coach, I wanted to ask you uh, about the previous series. You guys ended up sweeping Omaha, but I know after the third game, you obviously were pleased with the win, but you said you still something just wasn't right. How do you feel about how that series went moving into tonight's game against UVU? Well, I was obviously happy with the wins. Uh, anytime you sweep somebody at this level, it's, it's tough. You have to play well, but I felt like the game three, we tried to back into a loss, and, and they didn't want to really take the win on Omaha's <laughs> side. And it just, you know, as a coach, you just kind of get 
a pulse of the team. It just there, there's some angst, I guess, and, and that's the best way I can explain it. Finding finding the DH spot, finding a center fielder that's going to hit and play great defense. We have the great defense in three or four guys, but need somebody's going to be able to put, turn our lineup over in that nine hole. Um, our Friday night starter is is uh, kind of up in the air. We're going with Alex Prone this week, but so there's just some things that. I don't feel like we're walking out on the field expecting to win every single game we play. And it, it was like this last year when we kind of found our groove. But um, I think we talked a little bit about selfishness and accepting roles, and, and I think we're all on the same page now. You're going to go with Jake Brown at the DH spot today. Uh, what went into that thought process? What are you looking from Jake uh, to do tonight? Well, we've given so many guys opportunities, four or five guys, and nobody's really stepped up. Jake has probably given us the best at-bats Um whether it's a walk or whether it's a key double at Hawaii that he got in our win, uh, he just, you know, he the, the kid can hit, and so we're just looking for quality at bats, um, hitting the ball hard a couple times. You, you know, I don't necessarily need him to go three for four to to get him back in there, and I think guys know that that job's open, and it might just be by a committee. Whoever whoever I feel good about might be totally subjective and gut feeling, but um, tonight it's Jake's opportunity and. Hey, if they bring a left-hander in, Kyle Dean might come off the bench, or Casey Jacobson might come off the bench, or Noah Hill might come off the bench and, and fill that role. So it's just kind of play it. Every at-bat, get a, get a guy in here who's going to put a, a good at-bat together. Hopefully Jake can do that for us tonight four or five times. Well, I think you mentioned three or four names. The guys come off. I mean, I think that goes to what you've talked about all, all off-season long and at the beginning of the season, that you do have depth. You have options. We do. I mean, we've got we've got a lot of good baseball players, um, and I think right now in that DH spot and, and somewhat in the center field spot, guys are feeling like they have to come in and get four hits in one at bat. You know, it's just they're putting way too much pressure on themselves, expecting way too much out of themselves instead of just go see the ball, hit the ball. You know, we try to keep it simple, and I, I talk about this all the time: swing at strikes, take balls. I mean, and we we've kind of been doing the opposite through the first fourteen games. Um, so I think once we I feel like we're hitting on two cylinders right now, and you know, one, once we get going, just kind of firing all, on all cylinders. I, I really think this team's going to do some good things. These midweek games have typically been staff days for you. I assume that will be the case again tonight. Yeah, it is. Our innings are scripted. Um, Blake and Oil go two. Bo Burrup will give us two, and then we're going to go one, one, one the rest of the way. And my goal with those guys, and, and my hope is that they can, if they have six outs to, to get a, to get, they go in and do their job for six outs. If they have three. Inning five and six is going to be uh, James Barker and Justin Sterner, a couple freshmen who uh, are coming off missions, and so we'll see how they do. We just need three outs out of them, and that's that's all <laughs> we're asking. So, and then we'll try to finish with Kenny Signs and, and Drew Zimmerman and Jake Sedra. You've been um, one of those coaches that doesn't shy away from saying that these in-state games are a big deal to you. You this, these these are games that you really want to win. What do you make of this series against UVU? Well, I mean they're huge. They really are, and, and I think anytime somebody says they're not huge, it's just Coaches feel so much anxiety over in-state rivalries and, and that game because everybody uh, feels like they're such a big deal, and, and they are. And so I think when you try to sweep that under the rug and say they're not a big deal, then it's just it's kind of a fault. You know, it's just a false statement. So we act like they're big. It's not any bigger, really, than any other game, but it's a big game yeah. for us. We try to approach – we have league games coming up Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's just as important as that, as that to, to me and, and our, our staff and our, our players. And so – we just approach it like that. We don't say, hey, we got Utah Valley this week. But really, we want to you know, concentrate on Loyal. It's not that way. we we got this game tonight that we want to win. What type of team do you see in this Wolverine team coming into Miller Park tonight? Well, they're a veteran team. Um, their, their starter, Schmidt's going to be – he's going to be good. He's a, he's a quality pitcher. Um, a lot like Omaha's guys, maybe better, probably better stuff. They just came, came off a great uh, 
series at Mississippi State where they could have won all three games and, and did get a win against a quality SEC program. And you don't do that if you're not good. Um, you don't even play with those guys if you're not good. So um, I, I would I would expect they're confident and, and they expect to win on that side. Coach, thanks for the time. Good luck tonight. Thanks, Shep. Jason Shepard alongside Scott Haas will be with you tonight. Tuckett Slade, BYU Baseball Director of Operations, will join us as an analyst as well throughout the evening. And, Scott, we were talking about this. It's, a, it's an in-state matchup, and this is a big game for both programs. It is a big game because, again, they're both getting ready for conference play, right? So this is a huge stepping stone. We're going to see a lot of guys getting some work on the mound. We just heard a little bit from Coach Littlewood about you know pitching by committee. And this is an important uh, you know opportunity for these guys to show that they're ready, right? That they're you know fresh and and uh, and confident, and, and this will establish kind of who comes out of the bullpen a lot, you know, for the for the next you know series or two, and so these guys are looking at it as an opportunity to shine, do something, stand out, and for Utah Valley again, you know, they they just came off this series against one of the top teams in the country at Mississippi State, and took one of those. There's some confidence there, and you know what? There's a lot of players that know each other also That's on right. this squad. I mean, some of these guys played high school ball together or against each other, so there is some familiarity, and I'm sure that in terms of their homework and uh, and studying up, it'll be interesting to see the chess match that goes on in this game. We're about two minutes away from first pitch here in Provo. Defensively, BYU will line up this way. We'll start in the outfield and left. It will be Keaton Kringlin. Center field goes to Jarrett Perns, and right field is BYU's cleanup hitter, Brock Hale at third base, Nate Favero. Second base, excuse me, shortstop is Daniel Schneeman. Second base, Brennan Anderson, the Cougar leadoff hitter. Brian Sue will be manning first base behind the dish. D.C. Clausen, David Clausen, and pitching tonight for the BYU Cougars with an ERA of 6.75 and a record of 1-1. One and one. Blake Inouye. Starting lineup for Utah Valley. Yeah, in a way, getting his first start of the year. He had one start last year. He's had uh, five appearances so far, so he's definitely looking to you know make a statement right here. But for Utah Valley, we got Trevor Howell starting off uh, at shortstop. David Modler at second base. Trevor Peterson in center field, and then in cleanup, Jackson Overland in right field, and then the DH Ryan Eastburn. Eastburn hitting 444 on the year as the DH. And then we've got Payson Hayes at first base, Drew Sims at catcher, Kate Polson at third base, and then we've got uh, Michael Beltran at, in left field, and Caden Schmidt. We heard a little bit from uh, Littlewood uh, talking about Schmidt. He's four uh, in three, actually been in four uh, appearances, three starts on the year with a 4.38 ERA. And we are just underway. First pitch to Howell is called a strike. In, in a way, quickly ahead in the count, no balls and one strike. Trevor Howell, that's from the right side, awaits the 0-1 pitch, fouls that off to the right side, quickly behind, 0-2. Two Two fastballs to start him off right there, came inside a little bit, but now he's got obviously all of his options. Does he want to stay fastball, or is he going to go off speed here at an 0-2 count? The 0-2 pitch from Inouye. That ball grounded up to the shortstop. Schneeman grabs it over to first base. Sue makes the catch, and the Cougars with one away here in the top of the first. We like to see that that situation. Clausen was set up on the outside right there with that pitch. Just got passed in away, but no problem for Schneeman. David Modler wears number six, plays second base. Bats from the left side. In away with the pitch. That ball high. 
for ball one. Beautiful day, as Scott was mentioning earlier in the broadcast. A 1-0 pitch. Swing and a foul down past the first base side. Count even at 1-1. One and one. In a way, is one of those guys that's able to give Coach Littlewood a couple of innings and throws a strike past Modler there. Got to buy him 88 miles an hour, and that's really, really what you see him pitching in that mid to upper 80s right there. But that's a great pitch right there to get ahead in the count. Looking for his second strikeout on this 1-2 pitch. We'll see if he can get it. That ball just missed just a tad outside, and the count even at two balls and two strikes to the Wolverine second baseman, David Modler. On deck is Trevor Peterson. We'll bat next. In a ways pitch, swing, and a miss. That's strike number three and out number two. Really nice start, Scott, for Blake Inaway. Yeah, that was, I mean, you look at this pitch. He went up again on him on that fastball and was able to get it by him like he did for that, that first strike in the count. So he went back to it, stayed with it. Now you've got two outs. Good start for Inaway. Trevor Peterson. Batting right. He hits a ground ball right at the shortstop. Schneeman over to Sue. And that will retire the Wolverines in the top of the first. No hits, no runs. We head to the bottom half of the first inning. Scoreless. Cougars coming to the bat coming to the plate. You're listening to BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball coming to you from Miller Park in Provo, Utah. Jason Shepard alongside Scott Hawes. No damage done for the UVU Wolverines in the top of the first. Nice uh, pitching performance by Blake Inouye. One strikeout, a couple of ground outs, and now the Cougars come to plate. Leadoff hitter Brennan Anderson, number three, steps in looking to face Caden Schmidt, the senior from Shelley, Idaho. We'll see if uh, Anderson's patient here. You know, Schmidt's biggest problem so far this year has been walks. He's got nine walks in 12 innings. And so we'll see if Anderson's uh, patient takes a look at a couple pitches here. He typically doesn't swing at bad pitches. We'll see what happens here. The first pitch is tipped and strike one on Brennan Anderson, who had quite the day on Saturday against Omaha. Two for five, two runs scored. pitch to Anderson. Fouls that into the BYU dugout. Quickly in the hole, 0-2. Came inside on him that time again, so now we'll see how Anderson does fighting a couple of these uh, pitches off being down 0-2. Daniel Schneeman in the on-deck circle. Schmidt with the 0-2 pitch to Anderson. That pitch high and one ball and two strikes. I mentioned uh, how Anderson had a, a really good day on Saturday. He he's coming off a, of a foot injury, and he did a lot of running and came into the dugout breathing pretty heavy. I said, hey, <laughs> you, you doing all right? He's like, hey, I've been on base a lot, which is what he does. One-two pitch just high, evens the count at two balls and two strikes. So important to what this BYU baseball team does, not only getting on base but being able to drive guys in. The two-two pitch. From Schmidt, on its way. 
That ball hit into left field, but right at the left fielder. Michael Beltran makes the catch. Good contact, but unfortunately, the Wolverines had that played perfectly. Yeah, he took a little bit off that pitch right there, and he got out in front of it. Just too much air on that. It looked like it might drop for a second, but right to the left fielder. So one out for the Wolverines. Daniel Schneeman in the batter's box, batting from the left side. The reigning WCC Defensive Player of the Year. Takes the first pitch. Looks like low and inside for a strike one. Not sure Daniel agreed with that. Bottom of the first, no score. No hits so far for either team. The 0-1 pitch. Swinging strike there for Schneeman. Quickly behind 0-2. It's the first uh, changeup we've seen from Schmidt so far, and by the looks of that, that's going to be one of his go-to pitches for sure. He had him out in front. 0-2 pitch. That ball in the dirt. One ball and two strikes. Schmidt's a guy that, uh, as a senior, they're, they're looking for big things for him and talking with Coach Madsen, the uh, head coach of the Wolverines. Uh, they may leave him out there a little while. They want to they want to stretch him out just a little bit. He missed a start because of injury, so they're hoping that he can give him a couple innings tonight. The 1-2 pitch from Schmidt on its way to Schneeman. Schneeman hits a ground ball that will go foul past the first base side. Assistant coach Trent Pratt will grab that and throw that back in. Staying off speed, that's three off-speed pitches in a row for Schneeman. And uh, apparently something, they've got, you know, a plan of attack for, for Schneeman. Schmidt sticking with it right here. Let's see if he comes back with a fastball. Schneeman waiting on the 1-2 pitch. That ball is called strike three, and Schneeman is called out looking. Boy, pretty impressed so far with Schmidt. He seems to be very much under control, which, as a senior, you would expect. Yeah, that one was inside just a little bit, but about belt high. And when you've got two strikes on you, I mean, Schneeman, I think, was looking a little bit off speed on that one. 88-mile-an-hour fastball. He's down. Keaton Kringlin, Cougar left fielder at the plate. Two outs here in the bottom of the first. First pitch is high for ball one. Sims, the catcher, looking for instructions into the Wolverine dugout. Schmidt has the pitch he wants, and the 1-0 pitch is on its way. Ball outside. They call the strike. Must have got the outside corner. Looked like a ball from this vantage point. Count even at one ball and one strike to BYU's left fielder Keaton Kringlin. Schmidt with the pitch. Way outside and low. Two balls and a strike. I think that one got away from him a little bit. Yeah, he was uh, not set up like he was on the previous pitch on the outside, so missed that one pretty badly. If Kringlin can get on base, Cougar cleanup hitter Brock Hale will be up to the plate. Ball hit right back up to the pitcher. Schmidt fields it. Underhand throw over to the first baseman, and that's how the Cougars go in the bottom of the first inning. No score. Heading to the top of the second from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Jason Shepard. Top of the second, the first pitch from Blake Inouye. It's called strike number one to Jackson Overland. 
Overland for the Wolverines leads UVU in batting average at 339. He's really the power in this lineup for the Wolverines. Next pitch called a strike. Looked like it was on the outside corner, but I'm sure Blake will take that. Quickly 0-2 on the Wolverine cleanup hitter, Jackson Overland. The 0-2 pitch on its way. Taken high for the first ball. One ball, two strikes here in the top of the second. No score. Blake in away with a very efficient top of the first. Looking to do the same here in the top of the second. It's a staff day, so you'll see multiple pitchers for BYU this evening. 1-2 pitch, fouled back by Overland. Tell you what, Inouye is looking really good. I mean, he's only thrown three balls so far. He got out of the inning last inning with just nine pitches. Overland, watching this guy, I mean, he stings the ball. So we'll see right here how Inouye does. The 1-2 pitch, fouled out of play, off to the right side. Overland, as I mentioned, is the, it leads the Wolverines in, in average at 339. They don't hit a lot of home runs. In fact, they've only hit three, and he's hit two of them. So the power comes from him. If they're going to hit a home run, this is the guy that can do it. The 1-2 pitch to Overland. Ball grounded to the third baseman. Favero gloves it. Cross the diamond and over to Sue. In time for the out. One out away here in the top of the second. Nice play there by Nate Favero. Great play. He had to get rid of that. I mean, it was a really slow ground ball, just a chopper. He didn't have a lot of time. Beat him by half a step. Great job. And Favero was playing back just a little mm -hmm. bit, so he, he kind of had to wait for that ball to get to him. Up next for the Wolverines, Eastburn. First pitch from Inouye is outside for ball one. Ryan Eastburn, the designated hitter, wears number 19. The 1-0 count to Eastburn. That ball low, but called strike one. So far, our home plate umpire has been giving both teams really that corner. Yeah, he has. And I think the pitchers are taking notice of that and taking advantage of it. 1-1 one, one pitch in. And Eastburn swings right over the top of that for strike two. One ball, two strikes, one out here in the top of the second. No score between BYU and Utah Valley, Jason Shepard in for Brent Norton tonight. Brent will be back on Thursday, joined by Scott Haas. Tuckett Slade will join me a little bit later on. The 1-2 pitch. Ground ball to the second baseman. Anderson over, makes the catch, over to first. That's two away. Nice defensive play by Brennan Anderson to run up on that ball and make a very routine play. Well, he handcuffed him on the second strike, and so he came back inside. And you saw right there that Clawson was set up down and wanted that ball down and in and got the nice slow roller. Yeah, that ball was not hit very hard, so Anderson did have to charge it, but he made a difficult play look routine. First pitch to Payson Hayes is outside for ball one. P-A-C-E-N, by the way, for Payson. In a ways, 1-0 pitch. Taking outside for ball number two. Not not to be confused with the city to the south. Is that what you're <laughs> not, not, yeah, Payson, not Payson. <laughs> there you go. If you know what I'm saying. P-A-C-E-N, not P-A-Y-S-O-N. In a way, steps off. We'll look back in and get the sign from D.C. Clausen, who gets the signs from Trent Pratt in the dugout. The 
2-0 pitch from Inaway. It's taken high for ball three. He's got two outs, and the tendency is sometimes as a pitcher relaxes. You get two outs, and you think, okay, I'm good to go. Let's see if he can come back on him. 3-0 pitch, taking all the way, as you would expect, right down the middle for strike number one. It's the first time that Inouye's even reached three balls so far in his outing. Yeah, he's been throwing a lot of strikes. He's been around the plate, and that'll benefit him on some of those close pitches here. The 3-1 pitch. That ball grounded to third base. Favero stabs it. Across the diamond to first base, and that will retire the Wolverines. One, two, three. Coming up for the Cougars, Hale, Favero, and Sue. That's coming up in the bottom of the second on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Bottom of the second. First pitch to the Cougar cleanup hitter, Brock Hale, is called strike one. Brock Hale, we talk about the power for Utah Valley being uh, Overland. Now this is BYU's power right here in Brock Hale. Swings at the 0-1 pitch, fouls it back, quickly behind 0-2. Caden Schmidt steps off the rubber, looks into his catcher, Drew Sims, for the sign. Hale waiting for the 0-2 pitch, it's on its way. Taken low and outside, one ball and two strikes. A little slider on the outside. He had him set up for that outside pitch. Just missed it to see if he could sit, see if he could get Hale to fish on that one. But he's pretty disciplined right now, and he's been in the groove lately. See how he does on this pitch. Schmidt's pitch taken low for ball two, and quickly the count even at two balls and two strikes. Brock Hale coming off a nice performance against the Mavericks on Saturday. Was two for two with a run scored and an RBI. Schmidt with a 2 2 pitch. The ball grounded foul to the left side and right in front of the BYU dugout. Noah Hill steps out to grab that, take it back in. He's doing a good job here. He's, he's seeing a lot of pitches. He's seen some off speed. Just had a fastball there. He fouled off. And of course, with his power, just takes one swing. Hale has worked the count back even at two and two. Schmidt will step off. Brock Hale will step out the batter's box. Everybody ready to go. And the 2-2 pitch is on its way. Taken high and outside for ball three. Brock Hale, who was behind 0-2, has worked the count full. Three balls and two strikes. Nobody's reached base yet in this game, and this would be big for BYU. Get somebody on and see if we can move them around, get some momentum going. Interested to see what pitch is thrown here. The 3-2 pitch to Brock Hale. Hits him in the left shoulder, and he'll earn his base the hard way. (laughs) Well, and that's a situation where Schmidt knows the kind of power that Hale has. And so full count, if he comes with a fastball, he knows that he might get just tagged. So he came off speed that time, left it inside. Hale just turned a little bit. He'll rub that one off a little bit later. No problem. That's an easy way to get on base. That may leave a little bit of a mark. Nate Favero, the Cougar third baseman, steps into the batter's box. He hits from the left side. Hale on first. First pitch from Schmidt, taken low for ball one. Hale at first, getting some instructions from first base coach Trent Pratt. The 1-0 pitch to Favero. 
It's taken inside, but just over the plate. Strike one. One ball and one strike. Cougars with a man on first. Brock Hale was hit by a pitch in his last at bat. Gets his primary lead. Schmidt looks over. Make sure Hale's not getting too far of a lead. The 1-1 pitch to Favero is on its way. Favero fouls that ball to the left, out of the stadium, and possibly onto the road. If you're parked over there, which I am, you may want to go check and see what your, uh, what your windshield looks like. You mind go checking that for me, Scott? I, I think you knew better than that where to park, right? You've been here enough times. I don't know what I was thinking on that yeah, right. one. One ball and two strikes to Nate Favero. Hale on first. No score here in the bottom of the second. That pitch way outside, and it looked like Schmidt almost lost his balance on the mound. Yeah, he's getting used to I mean, this is going to be new for a lot of the pitchers that come into this park, even for the BYU pitchers who are still getting used to pitching on a turf mound. Looked like he got caught up a little bit there on that pitch, but now Favero's in a great situation with the full count and a runner on first, nobody out. Schmidt certainly paying attention to Brock Hale on first. Throws over to first. Hale slides back in head first. Hale's not really a threat to steal. He certainly can run, but I would be surprised if he's stealing second here. Favero ready for the 2-2 pitch. Schmidt collects himself and the pitch. That ball grounded to first. Over to second, looking for the double play back to first. Double play for UVU erasing Hale at second base and getting Favero at first. Nice play by both Hayes and Modler. Yeah, Hayes was playing in on that, was able to make a quick turn, get that double play going, and they just got him by not even a half a step on that one. But a great job by Schmidt getting the double play, digging out of a hole. Up at the plate now, Brian Sue, the Cougar first baseman, takes strike one. Two outs now here in the bottom of the second, no score. Schmidt ahead, no balls and one strike. Looking into his pitcher, and the 0-1 pitch is on its way. Taken high for ball one. On deck, Jake Brown, the DH for the Cougars tonight. I heard Coach Littlewood talk in our pregame interview about needing somebody to step up in that DH spot and hoping that maybe Jake can be that guy. 1-1 pitch. In for ball two. I assume he called that inside. Yeah, and, and this is this will be an interesting pitch right here because Sue's ahead in the count. He can sit back, and we know he swung it pretty well last week. Had a great game on Friday. He leads BYU in average right now at 475. Fouls that 2-1 pitch off to the left, or excuse me, to the right. Count even at two balls and two strikes. Two outs here in the bottom of the second. Lots of twos in that statement. This is where you get in the dugout and the guys are <laughs> yelling deuces wild, right? This is, you roll the dice right here on this one. Two balls, two strikes. Schmidt, he's got his pitch, sends it off. Sue with a ground ball to the third baseman who can't handle it. And Sue's going to reach first base. 
error on the third baseman, Polson. And BYU will take it. It was nice hitting by Brian Sue, and, and the defense played it perfectly. Polson just couldn't get a glove on it. Well, it was an in-between hop. It was a two, a two-hopper. Didn't have time to really adjust because Sue tagged it pretty well. And so it caught him in between, and then the ball just bounced far enough away from him. He didn't have time to pick it up and throw it over to first at all. So no play on that one. Jake Brown steps into the batter's box, hits from the left side. Two outs, runner on first, Brian Sue. They throw over to first. Sue gets back. Brown will step out. Brown's got power. And this is a situation where we'll see how Schmidt reacts to an air behind him. Sometimes that can get into a guy's head early in the game. First pitch in to Brown is low for ball one. Brown's a big guy, too. He's 6'4", he's 200. He's a sophomore. Schmidt. Paying attention to Sue at first. The 1-0 pitch to Brown is high. Two balls and no strikes. There have been a few of those high pitches that could be borderline, depending on your umpire, and he seems to have a pretty low zone. He's been stretching his zone for the pitcher's sake on the corners, but definitely not going up and favoring the pitchers on those. Two balls, no strikes. Pitch on its way. Low for ball three. And unless there's something, a very enticing pitch here, I would think that Jake Brown will be taken all the way in hopes that they can get a runner in scoring position with Sue at second. Schmidt, the 3-0 pitch. Right over the middle. Strike one. And as expected, Jake Brown was... Taking all the way, as you would expect. He'll wait. He'll wait for just that right pitch. He's got that luxury right now. And with, again, nine walks on the year already for Schmidt, this has kind of been his Achilles heel so far. We'll see what happens on this pitch. If he gets something to hit. The 3-1 pitch. Sue running. running. The catcher, Sims, not in time as Sue slides in head first with a stolen base. BYU has a runner in scoring position as Sue Steele's second base. That's a great call because you've got, of course, you know, Schmidt sitting there. He, he doesn't want to walk him, so he's focused in on the batter at that time. Sue takes advantage of that. Now he's in scoring position. You've got a full count. Should get something decent to hit. Base put a hit. run on the board. That's right. A base hit would uh, put BYU on top, you would think. Full count to Jake Brown. Two outs here in the bottom of the second. No score. The 3-2 pitch from Caden Schmidt on its way. And Brown hits a fly ball to center field. But right at Peterson who makes the catch. And that will retire BYU in the bottom of the second inning. We head to the top of the third. Drew Sims, Kate Polson, and Michael Beltran coming up for UVU. No score heading to the top of the third on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar Nation, it's Daniel Schneeman, shortstop at BYU, and you're listening to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Top of the third in Provo. 
Jason Shepard and Scott Haas with you. No scores. BYU hosts the UVU Wolverines. Scott, we've got a new pitcher. Bo Burrup will take the mound for BYU. The left-hander from Pocatello, Idaho. 6'5", 225, junior. He's about ready to throw his first pitch, which is taken outside for ball one. Yeah, he's been in four games so far this year, but only a couple innings under his belt. ZRA is up there, which sometimes happens early in the season, but a nice pitch there. That's right. Sims grounds out to the second baseman. Quickly over to Burrup, who was covering first, and one away here in the top of the third. Great job with that second pitch, 1-0 pitch on the outside. Nice little easy ground ball. That'll kind of get the stress, you know, calm the nerves a little bit. Burp wants to make a, a good showing, of course, today and get back on track. Cade Polson, the third baseman, now at the plate. He fouls back the first pitch to the right. One ball and no strikes. And Burrup's a big kid. He's 6'5", yeah. 225. I mean, that's a lot of momentum coming down the hill. He works pretty fast. 0-1 pitch, a ground ball to Anderson at second base. Gloves it easily and over to Sue at first. Two away. Cougars making or looking to make a very efficient here top of the third. And you mentioned working fast and... The defensive squad loves that. You love to play behind a guy that works fast, gets things going, and he's done exactly that. Two quick outs. Burrup, his first pitch to Michael Beltran, is outside for ball one. Got a score in from uh, the WCC. We'll let you know in uh, just a second. Burrup's next pitch outside. Two balls and no strikes to the Wolverine left fielder. Pepperdine taking on New Mexico. They were down 7-0. They now tied 7-7 in the bottom of the eighth. The 2-0 pitch in for strike one. It's a good job coming back with an inside fastball. Bo Burrup is one of my son's favorite players because my son's name is Bo. So he likes <laughs> the fact that BYU has a, a player named Bo. That ball grounded right up the middle. Schneeman gloves it and over to first. And that'll do it for the Wolverines in the top of the third. No hits, no runs. We head to the bottom of the third. Cougars coming up. Clawson, Perns, and Anderson next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougars sending the 8-9-1 and one hitters to the plate here in the bottom of the third. No score. Caden Schmidt still on the mound for the Wolverines. David Clawson at the plate, hitting from the left side. First pitch to D.C. is outside for ball one. Clawson's walk-up song is from The Greatest Showman, by the way. The Greatest Show is his walk-up song. That's everybody's walk-up song right now, it seems, right? I love it. It's love awesome. It. A lot of energy. The 1-0 pitch to Clawson. Taken high for ball two. 35 pitches so far for Schmidt, which is about where you'd like to see him, but, uh, you know, he seemed to have struggled after he hit Hale in that last inning. Got that double play ball, which was huge. 2-0 pitch to Clawson. Taken high for ball three. Clawson certainly being patient in this at bat. He's like we've seen with a lot of the BYU hitters. If Schmidt's not going to throw a strike, they're not going to swing at it. They're going to make him make a good pitch. Well, 3-0 count, great job right here being patient. Clawson takes it outside. Four pitches, and D.C. will take his base. 
a four-pitch walk for David Clausen. And that, of course, issues in a quick little visit from Sims, the catcher, to go chat with Schmidt and just calm him down and say, hey, we're okay. Double play ball is what you need right here. But this is a perfect opportunity right here for Perns to step up. Guy on first base, no outs. He was two for four with two runs scored in Saturday's win over Omaha. Playing center field today. Perns waiting the first pitch. That ball from Schmidt in for strike one. No score in the bottom of the third. No outs. BYU with the runner on first. A four-pitch walk to David Clausen. 0-1 pitch from Schmidt on its way, and that's high, and a quick throwback to first. Clausen is able to get back. Nice throw there by Sims. Made that play probably a little closer than it should have been. Probably a lot closer than any of the coaches would like to see, but at the same time, you want to be aggressive on those base paths and see what happens. Perns with a 1-1 count. Schmidt keeping an eye on Clausen at first. Has the pitch he wants. And he delivers the 1-1 pitch. That ball taken low, but called a strike. That's one ball and two strikes on the BYU center fielder, Jarrett Perns. Perns, one of the four junior college transfer players on the squad. Coach Littlewood knows the value of these junior college players and how they can contribute quickly to the team. He goes to the depth that he, he talks about a lot. He loves the depth of this team. The 1-2 pitch to Perns. Got a piece of it, but found it off of his leg. Count remains. One ball, two strikes. No outs here in the bottom of the third at Miller Park in Provo, Utah. Gorgeous day in the 60s. BYU with a runner on first. David Clausen, the Cougar catcher. Pretty efficient game for both pitchers to this point, really. So far, they've both stayed out of trouble for the most part. Hale had a couple. We had, a, you know, obviously the air in the last inning that allowed BYU to get, you know, Sue on. And then we had the hit by pitch, but he got out of that jam with a great pitch to turn the double play. But again, with the leadoff walk here, he's got to be careful with Perns not to make a mistake here. Perns can make him pay for it and put BYU in a great situation here in the third. Schmidt with a 1-2 pitch, high and outside. Evens the count to two balls and two strikes. I think Schmidt's worried a little bit more than he probably should be with uh, with Clausen. He's not making the pitches uh, that he's probably wanting to do here. He's preoccupied with, with D.C. who's got a decent lead. The 2-2 pitch. That ball popped up from Perns to the right. Will it get out of play? It won't, but the first baseman can't get a glove on it. Well, that's one of those plays where he sees the wall in his peripheral vision and it's coming. He's trying to focus on the ball as it's approaching the wall. He had a glove on it. I mean, it was right there. Payson, you're right. Payson Hayes, the ball was in his glove and it almost looked like he closed it too fast and popped it out. Just popped out and he hit the wall right after that. And it was a, That's a tough play because you, you know that the wall's coming up. Well, and when something like that happens where you get an extra at bat, you really need to take advantage of. We'll see what Perns does here with a 2-2 count. Nobody out. Schmidt with the pitch. Perns with a fly ball into right field. Nice play there by Jackson Overland. 
to retire Perns. One away here in the top, or excuse me, in the bottom of the third. Clawson back to first. He put a good swing on it. I mean, and Overland got a great jump and uh, was able to turn that into a pretty routine play. But, I mean, Perns had a good swing at it. Just uh, hit it right to him. Back up to the top of the lineup, Brendan Anderson, the Cougar leadoff hitter. Flied out to left field in his first at bat. One out, the first pitch to Anderson. Nice pitch in for strike one. He started him off with an off-speed pitch this time. That's the uh, same pitch that he got him to fly out on last time. He was just a little bit ahead of it in his first at bat. And so he came back with it to see if he could get him to fish again. By the way, an update on that Pepperdine score. Grand slam in the bottom of the eighth has the Waves leading the Lobos 11-7. Anderson, foul ball, straight back. 0-2 to the senior. It's crazy to think Brendan is already a senior. I see his family. I say hi to his family every game, and I know there's some mixed emotions that this will be the last year that they'll be able to see Brendan play here in Provo. I'll tell you what, he's had a great career, and every year he just keeps getting better and better, and the numbers show that. 0-2 pitch from Schmidt to Anderson. Strike three, and they throw down to first trying to get Kloss, and he's able to get back, but Brendan Anderson with a strikeout. It's now two away in the bottom of the third. It was a great pitch by Schmidt that time. Just got it by him. Anderson may have been looking off speed on that one. Just couldn't catch up to the fastball. Speaking of walk-up songs, Schneeman has gone with the same walk-up song for the last three years, I believe. That's Eminem. It's a little superstitious right there. you know, you You don't want to mess. And and that's where baseball players are probably the most out of any (laughs) sport. Schneeman takes ball one. Schneeman may be wearing socks right now that he hasn't washed for three (laughs) years because he got a hit in a certain game against a certain guy. You never know. While that may not be sanitary, whatever helps, (laughs) you got to do. It's all about the mojo. Clawson still at first. It's his primary lead. 1-0 pitch to Schneeman. Hit hard but grounded right to the second baseman who gloves it over to first, and that will retire the Cougars in the bottom of the third inning. Coming up on the top of the fourth, Tuckett Slade will join me for the next three innings. We'll head to the top of the fourth. No score here in Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Jason Shepard. Top of the fourth at Miller Park, Jason Shepard in for Brent Norton tonight. Joined now by Tuckett Slade. Hey. For BYU Baseball. Joining me for the next three innings. First pitch here in the top of the fourth is a ball. Back up to the uh, top of the lineup for Utah Valley. Trevor Howell grounded out to Daniel Schneeman in his first at bat in the first. Tucker, your thoughts on the uh, first uh, three innings? Well, right now, pitchers on both sides are pounding the zone and, you know, really getting some execution out of it right now. The 2-0 pitch. Howell shows bunt, pulls it back. It's called strike one. Two balls and a strike for the Wolverine leadoff hitter, Trevor Howell. Two Trevors, a Cade and a Caden for the Wolverines today. That pitch outside, three balls and one strike. And their three-hill Trevor Peterson, I actually coached when I was at Salt Lake Community College. Oh, really? Yeah, great kid. Burrup with a 3-1 pitch. That ball grounded foul. 
Full count to Trevor Howell. Sun still shining thanks to daylight savings. Whether you like it or not, it's here. Beautiful night tonight. Gorgeous night. Still in the 60s. 3-2 pitch. Fouled to the left. Count will remain 3-2. and two. It's amazing just having this vantage point. Yeah, it's I mean, awesome. I see this, and you see it more than I do, but I see it all the time, and I'm just amazed at how gorgeous this view is. Doesn't get better in the country, that's for it sure. It does not. The 3-2 pitch to Howell. Strike three. Burra picks up his first strikeout, and that's one away here in the top of the fourth. It's a big-time pitch right there by Bo. Change-up running away. Really good job. Up next, number six, the second baseman, David Modler. If you notice that uh, we play a little bit of an extreme shift when he hits. He loves to pull the baseball. Struck out in his first at-bat. Bruce, first pitch is a strike. This kid was the whack hitter of the week last last week. They've got the ability to put things together. They just haven't done it so far. The 0-1 pitch outside. Evens the count at 1-1. One one. Talking with their coach, Coach Matson. he was saying we've got potential. We've got guys that will hit occasionally, but we can't get multiple guys hitting in the same game and just yeah. can't put it all together. Burrup's pitch outside, ball two. Two balls, one strike, one out. Nobody on for the Wolverines. James Barker and Kendall Motes warming up in the bullpen. Swing through there by Modler. Went all the way to the backstop. Two and two the count. And again, this is kind of a staff day, so you'll see multiple pitchers. We actually have a script out for today. We know exactly what pitcher's going to throw what inning. The 2-2 pitch from Burrup. Modler, the fly ball that's trailing foul over to the left side. In fact, hits on top of the netting in the bullpen area in the batting cages. Yeah, we want to make sure we have all of our bullpen guys ready for the weekend of the opening of conference series. LMU in town for three. Modler with a fly ball in the left field. Kringlin on his way back and makes the catch. Nice running play by BYU's left fielder. Oh, Keaton, the crowd please are always trying to make a, a play that shouldn't be as difficult, look as difficult. No, that was a great play. Over the shoulder, that's not an easy play to make, and he makes it look pretty easy. Well, and that was all about the jump that was, he got yeah. off the bat. It was. Two away here in the top of the fourth. Trevor Peterson hits third. Fun fact, this kid's little brother, Zach Peterson, has signed a letter of intent to play for us. Really? And he'll be here next year. He goes to Riverton High School. Shortstop. Keeping that talent coming in. Peterson, line drive, foul into the bullpen area for the Cougars. One ball, one strike, you two how, outs. You know how it works. Little brothers are always just better, you know? <laughs> Were you a little brother? Absolutely. Okay, I figured that's where Absolutely. that comment came from. Burps, 1-1 pitch on its way. Ball hit deep into right field. Brock Hales got a beat on it. Makes the catch easy, and that will retire the Wolverines in the top of the fourth. No runs, no hits. Heading to the bottom of the fourth. Keaton Kringlin, Brock Hale, and Nate Favero up for the Cougars on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. Bottom of the fourth here in Provo. No score. BYU hosting 
Utah Valley, a crosstown clash, if you will. Keaton Kringlin. Stepping into the batter's box. Caden Schmidt still on the mound for the Wolverines. Two Ks and three innings pitched so far. Pitching quite well. But behind quickly, uh, one ball and no strike. A 1-0 pitch to Kringlin. Keaton smashes that line drive into center field. And that will be a base hit for the BYU left fielder. Nice job of hitting there by Keaton Kringlin. Good piece of hitting right there by Keaton. Just got a fastball elevated and did a good job of not trying to pull off on it. And just hit it back up the middle. Really good swing right there by Keaton. Brock Hale stepping in. Brock Hale hit in the shoulder in his first plate appearance. And a base on ball because of that. Probably a little bit of a bruise, but... He's a tough guy. He hits that ball right at the shortstop, and they're going to double up Kringlin, whose lead got just a little bit too big, could not get back to first base, and they'll double Kringlin off. Yeah, Coach Littlewood won't be happy with Kringlin at base running. You could tell that that ball was easily going to be caught off the bat, caught off the bat, and he went taken off to second and doubled up. Nate Favero, BYU's third baseman, hitting from the left side. Waiting to step into the batter's box. Schmidt trying to make quick work of the Cougars here in the bottom of the fourth. Already has two outs, and his first pitch to Favero is on the way. Called strike one. Quickly ahead, 0-1. Yeah, he came in with the scouting report of, you know, hey, make him throw strikes because he's walked a lot of batters so far this year, and he's doing a really good job of pounding the zone and getting ahead of every hitter. This coach, was, they're trying to stretch him out today. Next pitch, evens the count at 1-1, one and one, that ball outside. Coach Madsen was telling me that he, he missed a start because of an injury, so they were really trying to see how much they could get out of him tonight. Caden yeah. Schmidt with the 1-1 pitch to Favero. Ground ball to the second baseman. Gloves it, nice play, over to first. And that will retire the Cougars in the bottom of the fourth. Overland, Eastburn, and Hayes up for the Wolverines when we come back in the top of the fifth on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, BYU fans? This is second baseman Brennan Anderson, and you're here listening on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Quickly pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jason Shepard and Tuckett Slade with you here from Miller Park. BYU has a new pitcher, James Barker, the redshirt freshman out of Moore Park, California. He'll take over pitching duties, making his second appearance for BYU. His first pitch is high and outside for ball one. Yeah, Barker has a live arm, 90-92, good breaking ball. Can have a little command issues, but good prospect for the Cougs. Jackson Overland at the plate. Ball inside and high. Overland grounded out to the third baseman in his first plate appearance. He is the power of the Wolverines. Three home runs and he has two of them. The 2-0 pitch fouled straight back. Two balls and one strike to number 40, Jackson Overland. 
nice crowd here tonight. Got a great crowd. Yeah. Been, it's been great for all of the home games. It's been really good. Keep on coming out, Cougar Nation. We love the support. 2-1 pitch from Barker. Overland fouls that one. Off to the right. Maybe hit one of the coach's cars. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I don't want to even think about that. <laughs> what are you driving? We'll see if it hit your <laughs> yeah, car. We'll see. All right. <laughs> the 2-2 pitch to Overland. Ball hit down the right field line. That's going to roll all the way to the wall. Hale will pick it up, and Overland is going to have a stand-up double. It's the first runner in scoring position the Wolverines have had all night long. Yeah, fastball at 90 that's belt high over the plate, and all I did was stick his barrel out out there and hit a nice little double down the right field line. No outs. Overland at second base. Coming to the plate. Designated hitter, Ryan Eastburn. Eastburn grounded out 4-3 in his first plate appearance. Barker gets the pitch he wants. And releases. Ball low for ball one. How do things change now with the runner in scoring position if you're James Barker? Yeah, I mean, you're, now you're in the half windup, and you really just got to find a way to keep him from moving up to third on this at-bat. That ball hit high into center field. Perns on his way back, and he'll make the catch. Overland will tag and advance to third. Cougars get one out, but Eastburn does his job and advances the runner. Yeah, great quality at bat. Just got a, another elevated fastball that he was able to hit a hard, hard enough fly ball to center to where Perns couldn't have a shot to throw him out at third. Now this is where it gets interesting. I like to play the, they usually bring the right side of the infield in here. Payson Hayes, the first baseman, is the batter for the Wolverines. They look to score the first run of the game. Barker and the Cougar defense trying to make sure that doesn't happen. First pitch to Hayes is called strike one. If you're James here, this is where you're really looking for a strikeout or a pop fly to the infield. You want to keep that run from scoring. Hayes hits that in the left field. Kringlin can't get it. It's going to roll all the way to the wall. And Hayes is going to get an RBI. He'll end up at second as Overland scores from third. It is 1-0 UVU here on the top of the fifth. Again, that's been just this inning. That's three fastballs now that are elevated and missing their spot that have been hit. And UVU's done a good job of, you know, finding a hole. That ball's hit hard. Keaton gave everything he could to try to catch that ball and just hit over his head. This One out. One run scored. Coming to the plate is Drew Sims, the catcher for the Wolverines. This is where you have to just minimize this inning. Find a way to keep it just at one here and not let them get a couple more hits to score. Barker, his first pitch to Sims. It's called strike one. Drew Sims. Grounded out to Brennan Anderson in the third inning. And he swings through that pitch from Barker. Now quickly behind 0-2. 
wouldn't be surprised if he comes right back with that or if he tries to throw like a 93 mile an hour fastball up and away to see if he can chase you know don't want to give him anything to hit here with the runner in scoring position maybe you can get him to chase he gets a little over aggressive no two pitch that ball hit right up the middle Schneeman will glove it over to first and that will retire Sims but Hayes does advance to third on the ground out Really got to bear down here with two outs. If you're David Clausen as well, you got to be a wall back there. No pass balls. Got to focus on every pitch here. Well, I think what you said was right on the money. Just limit the, the yep. damage. Cade Polson swings through the first pitch from Barker. Strike one. I mean, one run's not going to win this game, right? Leave it to here and then let your offense go back out there and, and score some runs in the bottom half. Barker again making his second appearance for BYU. The 0-1 pitch on the way. Ball inside for ball one. Polson grounded out to the second baseman in the third inning. One ball, one strike, two outs, top of the fifth. The ball is outside from Barker. It gets away, and the catcher, Clausen, can't get it back in in time as the runner scores from third. And UVU goes up two runs to nothing. Two runs here in the top of the fifth. Yeah, curveball that just spiked. It bounced before the plate and, and really wide. And Clausen just couldn't get a glove to it. Still had a chance to throw him out, but then he threw it wide. And Barker just slips and falls down and beats it there. Two and one, the count to... Cade Polson, the third baseman. Two and one, two outs, the two-one pitch. Polson swings through that, just gets a piece of it. Two and two the count. Swinging, strike three. They get Polson to retire the side, but not before UVU picks up two runs in the top of the fifth. Cougars coming to the plate. Sue, Brown, and Clausen in the bottom of the fifth on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jason Shepard and Tuckett Slade heading to the bottom of the fifth here at Miller Park. Wolverines pick up two runs in the top of the fifth, and they lead BYU 2-0. At the plate, Brian Sue, his previous at bat, reached base on an error on the third baseman in the second inning. You've got to find a way to come and answer right here. Yeah, being able to come right back, I think that would uh, be a nice confidence boost for BYU and not allow UVU to sit here with a lead. 2 0 now on Brian Sue. Caden Schmidt, still the pitcher for the Wolverines. His 2 0 pitch to Sue. Hits Brian in the back. They will take it. He'll take it. So he throws the, the padding to the side and runs down to first base. Getting guys on base, that's what you're looking for. Now you've got your DH, Jake Brown, coming to the plate. And Sue has really, really good deceptive speed. When he gets going, he really gets going. And if Jake has, like, scary pop. He's a guy that he's a tall, skinny kid you wouldn't think has a lot of pop, but, man, the ball comes off his bat special, and if he puts one in the gap here, could definitely score Sue. Coach Madsen 
in the infield making their way to the mound to talk to Schmidt. The batter again is Jake Brown. He flied out to center field in his previous at bat. Yeah, they got a lefty in the pen going right now. Probably trying to see if he can get ready to at least face Clausen on deck. Biden some time for interesting bullpen. To, interesting to see the way the outfield plays Brown. You know, he's a guy who has really good power to the opposite field. His left center power is really, really good. It's amazing in BP where Coach Glenn Tuckett's pitcher is on the, on the wall. He can just pepper him off there just constantly. Um, it's amazing to see how he goes that way so well. It's kind of a special attribute to have. The meeting at the mound is over, and as you were saying, Tuckett, just kind of going over some uh, strategery, if you will, and how they wanted to pitch Jake, knowing that David Clausen is on deck. Got to get something going right here. BYU with a runner on first. Brian Sue hit by a pitch. Gets his primary lead in the pitch from Schmidt to Jake Brown. He goes the other way down the left field line. And a nice play there by Michael Belch. Did he? I thought he grabbed that. It he looked did. like he did. Umpire's calling out. There we go. I thought he caught that ball. It was a nice sliding catch. So Brian Sue did a good job. He tagged up when it was caught and took off. Nice job by Brian Sue to advance. One away here in the bottom of the fifth. And BYU now with a runner in scoring position. Nice play by the left fielder. Yeah, he covered a lot of ground. Yeah, he did. He was not playing near the line. He had quite the jog to get over there and made a great sliding catch. Two runs, two hits for UVU and an error. No runs, one hit for BYU. David Clausen at the plate. First pitch to D.C. inside for ball one. D.C. changed his walk-up song today. He had the greatest well, showman going, but he, he changed it, yeah. He said it just didn't work for him last week. He went over, so he had to switch it up. Great song. Great song, absolutely. Yeah. You know what he went with today? I can't remember. I didn't hear it. Oh, I just you know, he it was the Thunder. Same. Thunder. Okay. Well, Imagine Dragons. 1-0 pitch. Low and outside. Two balls and no strikes to the Cougar catcher. Hit a big hit by him right here. You know, that's what made him good last year. He was a clutch, clutch hitter. Had some big-time at-bats with runners in scoring position, some big RBIs last year. Just kind of got to get him going this year. He's leaned out a little bit, too. He feels pretty good about where he's at. The 2-0 pitch to Clausen outside for ball three. Yeah, he's just gotten himself into some trouble. He's getting to good counts, and he's missing good pitches. He's pulling off of the ball. And when, when D.C. is hitting the ball back up the middle and using the whole field is when he's really good. See if he can get something to hit. Be interesting to see if Coach Littlewood gives him a take here or not. Clausen walked in his previous appearance. That ball right down the middle for a strike one, three and one to DC. Yeah, definitely taken all the way right there. Absolutely. Jarrett Perns on deck, BYU center fielder. He would hit next. Brian Sue at second in scoring position. Outfield's playing deep, so a single. Sue's definitely going to score. Coach Littlewood at third, ready to direct traffic. The 3-1 pitch to Clausen, belted down past the first baseman and into right field, and just like you called it, Tuckett, that's going to score Brian Sue from second, and Clausen sliding into second with an RBI double. 
Yeah, big time at bat right there by David. Got a 3-1 pitch to hit and hit it hard. I mean, the first baseman had no shot of making that play. And that cuts the UVU lead in half. It's now 2-1 UVU. The Cougars with only one out in the bottom of the fifth. Yeah, just like we talked about, right? Go ahead and answer that. Yep. That's what you're looking to do. If Absolutely. Somebody tries, if somebody has a lead, don't let it sit. Immediately come back and see what you can do. And BYU's done a good job, and they've got another runner in scoring position with D.C. Clausen at second and Jarrett Perns at the plate. Jarrett flied out to right field in the third inning. Time is called. He'll step out. Perns is a fantastic kid, great competitor, runs well, great outfielder, and is a, you know just a solid little hitter. The first pitch from Schmidt to Perns on its way. Perns smacks that right at the center fielder. Nice catch there by Trevor Peterson. That'll retire Perns. And Clausen quickly back to second base. Two away in the bottom of the fifth. Back to the top of the lineup for BYU, Brennan Anderson. Struck out in the third inning. Flied out in the first. Right. 0 for 2. That's where you need your senior leader right here to come through. Find a way to tie this game up. 2-1, to one, UVU with the lead. BYU with a runner in scoring position. Base hit could tie this game up, and they're looking at their leadoff hitter to do it. First pitch to Anderson. Taken outside. Looked like the home plate umpire wanted to call that a yeah, strike. He's flinched a couple <laughs> times today where you think he's going to call it, and he doesn't. One ball, no strikes, two outs. Daniel Schneeman in the on-deck circle. Anderson waiting the 1-0 pitch. That ball inside for ball two. Brendan's one of those guys at the plate. He's super disciplined. He really You're is. You're not going to fool him very often. Yeah, he's been struggling a little bit this year, seeing spin with the off-speed pitch, but... Man, he doesn't chase too often, and when he gets a fastball, he usually doesn't miss it. Anderson ahead in the count, 2-0. Schmidt, four and two-thirds, giving up one run. It was earned. Brennan Anderson, ground ball that the shortstop can't handle, and it goes into left field. That's going to allow David Clawson to score, and BYU has tied the game 2-2 in the bottom of the fifth. Yeah, that's a ball in the six hole where even if he makes that play, it's going to be really tough to throw out Brennan at first. But I think he would have held that run from scoring. But, hey, we'll take it. An error on the shortstop. We're going to, I think they're going to give that a hit. Definitely. Oh, they are going to yeah. give that a hit. Nice job by Brennan Anderson. Two-two now. Two outs. Anderson on first. Schneeman at the plate. Schneeman struck out, or excuse me, grounded out in the third inning. Struck out looking in the first. Second baseman is pretty much playing shallow right field right now. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Caden Schmidt, this may be the uh, last we see of him. We'll see. Anderson gets his primary lead. First pitch to Schneeman is called strike one. Great answer by BYU here after falling behind two runs to nothing. They come back with two runs of their own and looking to add here in the bottom of the fifth. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. 
throw over. Schmidt to Hayes. He can't handle it, and it gets away from him, but no damage done. Because if you're the Wolverines in the dugout right now, you're thinking, man, we just took a two-run lead, and you know we're on the road, got them on the ropes, and then, bam, they come right back with two, and it's like, oh, here we go. Well, you know? and the Wolverines are not scoring a ton of runs. They're that's only true. averaging about four runs a game. Yeah. So it's not a team that's putting a lot of runs on the board. BYU's averaging around around six. one pitch inside to Schneeman. He takes it. It's one ball and one strike. This home plate umpire, I, I haven't seen him in a couple of years. So far, he's pretty consistent, but he's a guy that I just haven't seen a ton of. The other three guys are local that... These midweek games, we always see them against UVU and Utah, it seems. One ball, one strike to Daniel Schneeman. Called strike on the outside corner. One ball and two strikes. Yeah, good take there by Daniel. Not his pitch there. It's his pitch that obviously will have to swing out here with two strikes, but he's just forcing you right there, wanting you to roll over on that. Brennan Anderson at first. Schneeman at the plate. Keaton Kringlin in the on-deck circle. A 1-2 pitch to Schneeman, and Anderson was running. Schneeman hits that foul into the BYU bullpen, and Anderson will trot back to first. Sun starting to go down, and lots of shade. In fact, the entire field is... Yeah, a lot easier to hit now. No more sun. It's actually a tough time to, to be an outfielder right now. When the ball gets hit high in the air, there's kind of a weird sky for the center fielders. Right now, this is like the half hour. That's the hardest time to field it as a center fielder. Temperatures dropped from 65 to 61. Schneeman takes ball two. Flagpole isn't moving, and that's the, that's the key. When that temperature drops, when that flagpole isn't moving, that means it, it feels comfortable. Yep. No wind at all to speak of. As we look at the gorgeous mountains here that overlook Miller Park. Schmidt over to first. Anderson back. Be nice if we could sneak another run here. I'm expecting Anderson to run again on this pitch, and if he does, it'd be nice for Sneeman to hit a ball in the gap and let him score. Anderson with his primary lead. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, two runs in for BYU in the bottom of the fifth. We're tied 2-2. Schmidt with the 2-2 pitch. Called strike three. Schmidt gets the K. Schneeman struck out looking, but the Cougars add two in the bottom of the fifth. We head to the top of the sixth. Tied 2-2 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Jason Shepard. All tied up in the top of the sixth in Provo, Utah. Gorgeous Miller Park. UVU scored two runs in the top of the fifth. BYU answered with two in the bottom of the fifth. And now the Cougars will come out with a defensive change and a new pitcher, Justin Sterner is the new pitcher for the BYU Cougars. Three appearances, has pitched two and a third, giving up two hits, four walks. And in left field now, will be batting third for BYU. Kyle Dean will take over for Keaton Kringlin. Michael Beltran, the Wolverine left fielder at the plate, grounded out to the shortstop in the third inning. Sterner, his pitch. Is grounded to the third baseman, and Nate Favero can't handle it. One last hop before it got to Favero, and he just couldn't grab it. 
Yeah, that ball, I mean, that's, that's a play that just has to be made. Absolutely. Absolutely has to be made by Nate. And he looks up and misses that. I mean, it's exactly what a pitcher wants. First pitch, grounds out to third and on a two-hopper and boots it. An E5 on the BYU third baseman. That puts Beltran at first, and UV looking to answer BYU's answer. Sterner, pitch to Trevor Howell. Howell fouls that back to the right side. Quickly behind 0-1. Sterner's a return missionary, went to the island of Samoa for his LDS mission. He and uh, Coach Herring probably have yeah. uh, some interesting yeah. conversations. Absolutely. Justin, as we mentioned, had pitched two and a third coming into this appearance. This is his fourth appearance for BYU. Had a really good inning against uh, Omaha this weekend where he struck out two of his three batters faced. He has a heavy, heavy fastball, upper 80s, and kind of deceptive, but a uh, big kid with uh, a lot of talent with a really good breaking ball. Trevor Howell with a ground out and a strikeout in his previous at-bats. The 1-1 pitch from Sterner, and Howell trying to bunt it and bunts it foul. That's a good idea. Strike two. Trying to advance that runner at first, and Beltran trying to get somebody in scoring position. Beltran at first, getting his lead for the Wolverines. Nobody out. 2-2 tie in the top of the sixth. Sterner with the pitch. And Howell fouls that straight back. Count remains, one ball and two strikes. Yeah, good two-seam at 91 coming inside. He's lucky he actually got a piece of that. I thought he'd swing right through it. He runs well, so it's going to be tough to double him up. He's going to have to hit it hard for us to get him to double into a double play here. Coach Madsen's coming out to have a conversation with the home plate umpire. What do you think they're discussing here, Tuckett? Something about probably his shoulders or whatnot. There's always these new rules that they have for pitchers. Interesting. They're still having the conversation. Yeah. Nothing heated or anything like no. that. It's a, it's a cordial conversation. Not sure Coach Madsen got the answer he was looking for. Well, obviously nothing big. That If he's not going over to talk to Coach Littlewood now, that means there's nothing to be worried about. One ball, two strikes. To the UVU shortstop, Trevor Howell. Justin Sterner's 1-2 pitch on its way. Ball hit and foul. Went right over and looked like the first base, but... Luckily for BYU, that did go foul. This is where the coaching staff the last couple of weeks have really been getting after the pitchers and their bullpens about, hey, when you have a hitter 0-2 or 1-2, you have to finish him. You can't give him a pitch to hit. You have to finish him. You can't give him a good piece because we've given up a lot of 0-2, 1-2 hits this year. So let's see if uh, Sterner can come through here. Sterner's 1-2 pitch to Howell on its way. Outside, nice stop there by D.C. Clausen as that went outside and D.C. quickly jumped to his right to block that. Two runs, two hits, one error for UVU. Two runs, three hits, one error for BYU. Top of the six, all tied, two apiece. The 2-2 pitch outside, and it gets past Clausen. And Beltran will advance to second on the pitch. It went all the way back to the wall. Yeah, it looks like uh, David got either crossed up or he got lazy there because that's just a fastball that he didn't reach out enough to get to and let that get by. It's just one of those mental mistakes that you really can't have in a tight game like this. 
UBU now has a runner in scoring position. Beltran at second. The 3-2 pitch to Howell. He pops that ball straight up. We'll see if it stays in play. And Looking at Nate Favero's reaction, it won't. In fact, it will hit about three-quarters of the way up the stands here at Miller Park. Count remains full, 3-2 and two, to Trevor Howell. 2-2 two, two tie in the top of the sixth. Sterner on the mound. It's the fourth pitcher that we've seen for BYU. His 3-2 pitch just outside, and he walked him. Yeah, I can't have that walk because now you're no outs. Runners the first and second. They're going to bunt him over right here, exactly where the Wolverines want to be. That was a close pitch. Must have missed down. David Modler getting ready to step into the batter's box, and he's looking over for instructions in the Wolverine dugout. David Clausen steps in front of the plate, calling out the signals. Letting everybody know how he wants them to play defensively. BYU in some trouble right now here in the top of the sixth. Two men on for the Wolverines. Beltron at second, Howell at first. Nobody out. Justin Sterner, his first pitch to Modler. Modler gets a piece of it and fouls it back. Strike one. Yeah, he saw Sue crashing hard and took a big hack at it. I'm curious to see if he tries to lay a bunt down now. If anybody knows about the bunts, it's Brian Sue. He's a fantastic yeah, bunter. He really is. The corner's playing in, as you would expect. Modler struck out and flied out in the first and the fourth. The 0-1 pitch from Sterner. Again, first and third coming in, expecting the bunt. It's called a ball and count even at one and one. Yeah, interesting there. Both pitches there. He wasn't trying to bunt at all. No. Anderson and Schneeman are playing normal depth. Yeah. Coach Manson has me guessing right now. I'm, I have no idea what he might do right here. Outfield in a little bit. Sterner's pitch. Called ball two. He wanted that one, and quite frankly, I think the umpire almost gave it to him. He paused for a second before yeah, calling close. ball two. It's definitely a pitch that Sterner wants. Fastball away that was close. The pitch to Modler, he fouls it back. Now evens the count at two balls, two strikes. Nobody out here in the top of the sixth. BYU and UVU tied at two. But the Wolverines threatening with runners at first and second, and nobody out. Beltran at second, Howell at first, Modler at the plate. Great time for a little 4-6-3, huh? Hitting 294 on the season. That's from the left side. Sterner getting his pitch. He's set. And the 2-2 pitch is on its way. Yes, he And did. they're going to get Modler for swinging through. Nice job by Sterner and a strikeout of David Modler for out number one. Absolutely. That's a big-time strikeout right there in that situation. Still kind of confused why they didn't bunt in that situation. But, uh, hey, I'll tell you. It's good news for BYU. Take it. Now we can get a ground ball and get out of this inning. Let's give a little shout-out to all our fans across the world who are listening on the BYU app right now. 
there's not a lot of uh, universities that can say around the world and, yeah, and be right. Cool. And BYU is certainly one of them, absolutely. First pitch to Trevor Peterson, the Wolverine center fielder, is called ball one. We've got buddies in Texas that listen to every game, and they love having it. I'll tell you, it's a great thing to have. BYU fans very lucky to have the access that they do. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm one, one with you. I, I take advantage of it myself, even though yeah. you know, I'm in the position that I am. I, I'm listening to it all the time. So I, I'm, I'm right there with you as the fans. I listen to it all. 2-0 to Trevor Peterson. One out. 2-2 is the score. Swings through. Strike number two. Or rather, strike number one. Excuse me. Two and one the count. Sterner looks like he settled down a little bit. Yeah, we, he really needs to. And so far, he got out of that big jam there. But still not done, right? No, still there's still work to be done. But you like the way he's handled it so far. Ground ball. To Brian Sue, who's going to go to second to try and get the runner at second. When he does, nice job of getting Howell at second. Daniel Schneeman covering. Now we'll put runners on the corners with two outs now. BYU trying to get out of a jam where originally they had runners on first and second and nobody out. Yeah, first I didn't think Sue would try for the, the, lead, the lead out, but hey, that's a big-time throw. Now you're facing their best hitter. It's a, a matchup that UVU really likes right here, first and third with this guy hitting, who, you know, got them going with the double in his last That's inning. right, Jackson Overland. Plays right field, wears number 40. A ground out and a double. Sterner's first pitch to Overland is strike one. Justin looking to get out of this jam. Yeah, if he can get out of this, it's going to be a big confidence boost for him. It really is. Because, I mean, you got first and second, no outs, and if you can keep them scoreless, that's big time. Probably get a few attaboys coming into the dugout if he can get out of this. Absolutely. And he's ahead in the count, 0-1 to Jackson Overland. Sterner's 0-1 pitch on its way. That ball hit hard past the third baseman and into left field. Dean bobbles it. The runner will score. Michael Beltran will put the UVU Wolverines up 3-2. to and the Cougars can't get out of the jam without at least one run scoring. Yeah, breaking ball that was hung there. Just a really good pitch to hit, and Jackson got all over it. It's going to have Coach Littlewood coming out to the mound, and we will have a new pitcher. It's the Cougar defense, or excuse me, infield comes out to the mound as well. That will do it. Looks like Kenny Sines is coming in. For Justin Sterner, able to retire two, and former Oklahoma transfer Kenny Sines will be BYU's next pitcher. With UVU leading 3-2, to two, we'll take a quick timeout for a pitching change here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Kenny Sines, first pitch to Ryan Eastburn is called ball one. Sines coming in, inheriting runners on first and second. Two outs. Now behind in the count. Two balls and no strikes. UVU already adding a run in the top of the six. They lead three to two. Kind of what we talked about earlier. BYU trying to limit the damage. Yep. Eastburn fouls that one back. Two balls and a strike. 
Well, you have the matchup that you want right now, lefty on left, and Kenny's got good stuff and a good breaking ball. Got to find a way to get out of this jam. Overland at first. He drove in the go-ahead run. Peterson at second for UVU. Signs throws over to first. Overland able to get back, but Sue was playing off anyway. Yeah, interesting to see what why Kenny did that. You could tell with the way that Brian didn't break to the bag that he didn't think anything was didn't on. Didn't think he, a throw was coming over. He was playing yeah. behind the runner. Yeah. Eastburn grounded out and flied out in the second and the fifth. His third plate appearance. He's ahead 2-1. The 2-1 pitch from Signs on its way. Pitch high for ball three. Yeah, just missed high right there, really. Let's get back in the zone here. Got to make them earn it. Can't give them free stuff. We already gave them a free bag, and they scored today because of that, with that uh, error to lead this inning off. Kenny making his fifth appearance, and he walked Ryan Eastburn, and that will load the bases here in the top of the sixth. Coming to the plate for Utah Valley is their first baseman, Payson Hayes, grounded out on the second. A double and an RBI in the fifth. Bases loaded. Signs trying to get out of this jam. His first pitch is low for ball one. Yeah, it doesn't really have his fastball command right now. Fastball's either been way low or high. Kenny's fifth appearance, as I mentioned. That ball grounded right at the second baseman. Anderson gloves it over to Sue, and that will retire the side, but not before the Wolverines score one in the top of the sixth, heading to the bottom of the sixth. UVU leads BYU 3-2 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Wolverines will go with a new pitcher, Marco Briones. Number 34 will... Take the mound here in the bottom of the sixth. His Wolverines scored one in the top of the sixth. They lead BYU 3-2. Welcome back into Miller Park here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Jason Shepard alongside Tuckett Slade. He'll be with us for this half inning. And then Scott Haas will be back for innings 7, 8, and 9. We talked about this in the top of the fifth inning, Tuckett. When UVU took the 2-0 lead, it was all about BYU coming back and answering. And that's exactly what they did. And... We'll see if BYU can replicate that, and instead of maybe just tying it, maybe get the lead. Yeah, absolutely. They're bringing in a crafty lefty here that's going to try to come keep us off balance here. And we've got Kyle Dean, who's now hitting. Let's see if we can get something going for us. Yeah, Dean playing left field now, place of Keaton Kringlin. Briones with a 4.22 ERA. Ten and two-thirds pitched. Dean, it's the first pitch, fouls that off to the left side. No balls and one strike to the California native. 69-mile-an-hour breaking ball to start off that pit. <laughs> Probably not what you yeah. expected. No kidding. Briones gets a sign. The 0-1 pitch to Dean. Dean hits that right up the middle. goes through the glove of the pitcher, and they can't get it. goes into the glove of the shortstop, but... By then, Dean had already made his way down the line, and he was going to get to first regardless. Nice job for Kyle Dean to get a hit in his first appearance tonight. Yeah, hey, wasn't pretty, but hey, 
we need a base runner, and th he did what he's supposed to do by getting on. Yeah, bad communication there by the second base and shortstop on who might take that, but he was going to beat it out anyways. I think the fact that Briones was able to get a glove on it, it almost hid the ball I think so, for the yeah. shortstop. He, he wasn't quite sure where it was going to come through. Dean at first, nobody out. Cougars trailing by one run, 3-2. to two. Brock Hale at the plate. Brock was hit by a pitch. Lined out, 6-3 in the fourth inning. Drew Zimmerman in the pen for BYU warming up. We may see Drew shortly. The 0-1 pitch to Brock Hale is chopped foul. He's quickly behind the count, 0-2. Yeah, kind of got fooled there. You can tell he might not have been looking fastball right there with how delayed he was with that swing. I mean, 84 isn't going to blow Brock Hale away. <laughs> that guy took 95 out of the park at Auburn. 3-3-1 three, three for UVU, 2-4-1 for BYU. The 0-2 pitch to Brock Hale is on its way from Briones. That ball is high and outside. One ball and two strikes. And if Briones makes a mistake to Brock Hale, he will make him pay for it very quickly. Yeah, and the outfield's actually playing pretty shallow with Brock up. Which, which does surprise it me. It really surprises me. Dean at first, Hale at the plate. The 1-2 pitch from Briones fouled straight back. There's a lot of teams out there, their philosophy is with two strikes, their outfield actually moves a few steps in. Well, when you got Brock Hill hitting, two strikes doesn't mean anything. Two strikes means he's going to take the same swing he normally takes because it's so compact and, and easy that any ball he hits is always hit hard. The guy certainly has power. There's no question about it. Dean with his primary lead. Briones looks over to first. He's pitched out. Brock Hale is hit deep to left field. Will it get out of here? It's off the wall, and that will be a double for Brock Hale. And Kyle Dean goes first to third. Nice job by Hale. The Cougars have runners in scoring position at second and third with nobody out in the bottom of the sixth. Yeah, Kyle actually got a late read on that. He wasn't sure if that was going to be caught, but off the bat you could definitely tell that that ball was over the left fielder's head. And it took a perfect bounce right back to the left fielder, or else Dean would have scored. But, hey, you got him exactly where they want him right now. This is exactly what, if you're head coach Mike Littlewood, you were looking for your guys to do answer again. They did it in the bottom of the fifth. They're looking to do it in the bottom of the sixth as well. Yeah, middle's playing back, so they're giving you the tie and run right here by a ground ball up Nate, the middle. Nate Favero at the plate. Just want to stay away from the corners here, Nate. 0 for 2. Time is called. I never understand scouting reports when Nate Favero's hitting. The left, the third baseman always plays like shallow, and it's like he hasn't attempted a bunt all year, <laughs> you know? But it may be this time. This may be the time. No, I keep <laughs> thinking it. First pitch to Favero inside for strike one. I can promise you that's the last thing he'll do right here. <laughs> Brian Sue in the on deck circle. Kyle Dean at third. Brock Hale at second. And 0 1 count to the hitter, Nate Favero. Nobody out. BYU trailing 3 2 here in the bottom of the sixth. Marco Briones is the pitcher, and his 0 1 pitch grounded foul by Favero. Quickly 0 2 on the Cougar third baseman. One thing Nate has struggled with throughout his career is he 
struggled against left-handed pitchers, but this year he's been really, really good against lefties. He keeps that front shoulder tucked and hits the ball the other way really well, especially with two strikes. He shortens up and usually puts the ball in play and is successful. UVU has Paxton Schultz warming up in their bullpen. We'll see how long Briones goes. Favero waiting for the 0-2 pitch. Just outside for ball one. Nice take there by Favero. Paxton Schultz, a Orem High product. Pretty sure he has probably lots of family and friends in the stands today. We will soon be uh, proud parents of an Orem High attendee. My son is going to go to Orem next year when we move down this direction. Oh, pretty cool. The 1-2 pitch to Favero. Hits Nate. They're going to say it hit him on the arm. I wondered if they were going to say it hit the bat. That hit Nate on the arm, and that will load the bases with nobody out and Brian Sue coming to the plate. Yeah, hit him right off the hand. You know, when I was playing growing up, they always said hand's part of the bat. That's <laughs> what uh, Coach Matson's arguing about right now. I wondered if it, if it hit the bat. Yeah, the way that Nate reacted, it kind of looked like it hit the knob and maybe not his hand, but hey, I'll take it. BYU looking to do more than answer right now. The base is loaded and nobody out. And the team, the, the player that leads the team in average is at the plate, Brian Sue at 475. Yeah, that's where you got to make him pay right here. You got to make him pay right here. Briones is in trouble. As we mentioned, the Wolverine bullpen is active. Paxton Schultz throwing. The first pitch to Brian Sue is on its way inside for strike one. Not sure there was much Brian could do with that anyway. Oh, that was a good pitcher's pitch right there. Really good location. 0-1 to the BYU first baseman. Sue wearing lucky number 13. The 0-1 pitch on the outside corner for strike two. First pitch inside, second pitch outside, both for strikes. Yeah, coming right at him. Surprised Sue hasn't attacked any of those pitches. You mentioned Brian Bunting. How good of a bunter he is. Don't think that's going to happen here, but the 0-2 pitch. Ball grounded foul past the third baseman. Count remains 0-2. 3-2, UVU with the lead in the bottom of the sixth. Bases loaded. Nobody out and a no two count on Brian Sue. Advanced on an error in the second inning and hit by a pitch in the fifth. No two pitch to Sue. Fouled straight back. Man, he got a pitch to hit right there. Fastball just a little late. Yeah, fastball elevated that he could have done some damage with. He's wanting that pitch back, that's for sure. Two home runs on the season for Brian. So that's four straight fastballs. Be curious. I think he's going to go breaking ball right here, if I had to guess. Barunas ahead, 0-2. No out. Bases loaded. Certainly in a jam. Getting Brian Sue here would, would be a big deal for him, no question. Brian Sue looking to make him pay. The 0-2 pitch. Fouled back again. The count remains 0-2. Nice little battle here between Briones yeah. and Sue. Another fastball. Jake Brown in the on-deck circle, the Cougar DH. 
Really nice to see Brian Sue have the success he's having this year. Absolutely. Great kid. Nice to see him healthy. That's yes, the key for you're him. Right. The 0-2 pitch once again to Sue. Taken high for ball one. Attendance for tonight, 1,743. Nicely done. Great crowd, great crowd. Love the support. Crowds have been fantastic for all of these home games. And the good thing is it continues with BYU being home. We've got conference play starting up this weekend. LMU in for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. The one-two pitch from Briones. Brian Sue smacks that. That's a high drive into left field right at the warding track, and Beltran makes the play. The runners will advance, and Dean will come in, tagging from third to score to tie the game at 3-3. Yeah, great job. Down 0-2, got it back to 1-2, and then found a way to hit a fly, high fly ball. And the best part about that is is you sack a guy in, but it was hit deep enough that Brock Hill could advance to third, That's so right. now you're in another situation. Looks like Noah Hill's now pinch hitting for Brown. Runners on the corners with one out. And we're going to have a pitching change, it looks like. Coach Madsen making the slow walk out to the mound. Noah Hill, infielder, backup catcher, all around nice guy. They're going to make the signal. That's going to signal the end of Marco Briones. Allows the Cougars to tie things up. We'll take a break. We'll come back after this pitching change on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Three-three ball game here in Provo, Miller Park. BYU and UVU tied up at three. BYU has mirrored everything that UVU has done so far. Wolverines put up two in the top of the fifth. BYU answers with two in the bottom of the fifth. Wolverines score one in the top of the sixth. And BYU has scored one so far. Got a new pitcher for UVU. Paxton Schultz wears number 27. One and one record on the season. Nine and two-thirds innings pitched. Got a 6.52 earned run average. He will inherit runners on the corners. And one out, Brock Hale at third, Nate Favero at first, and only one out. And as we mentioned before going to break, Tuckett, he said that uh, Noah Hill would be pinch hitting for the Cougar DH, Jake Brown. Noah making his first appearance of the game. Bats from the right side. Yeah, Noah's a grinder. Absolute grinder that just plays the game the right way, plays hard, and finds a way to put together pretty good at-bats. Hitting 250. Hitting 200 with runners in scoring position. First pitch from Schultz. On its way. He's bunting, and it bunts it straight up in the air, and the catcher, Drew Sims, catches it for out number two. Yeah, just bad execution right there. Had a little safety squeeze and good pitch to bunt. Elevated breaking ball, which is actually not hard to bunt, and just pops it straight up. Two outs, still with runners on the corners. David Clausen at the plate, BYU's catcher. Walked, 
and hit a double, an RBI double, in the fifth. Let's see if he can clutch up again right here and hit another ball hard. Base hit puts BYU in the lead. Pick up your teammate right here. Schultz, first pitch to Claussen on its way. Ball in for strike one. It's a good pitch right there. Yeah, just a good little breaking ball. 70 miles an hour. Claussen big, steps big back Big hole in. there in the four hole. He, he pull it into. Get an RBI. Schultz throws over to first. Favero able to slide in head first and get back. They certainly do not want him inning up at second with an opportunity for Clawson to score two with a base hit. 0-1 pitch. Good take. Really good take. 0-1. Sims couldn't find that ball. Yeah, when DC gets his pitch and swings at it, he's usually really good at it. This year when he's got himself out by, you know, swinging at bad pitches and just getting under pitches. Clawson hitting 304. An RBI. RBI today. Clawson pulls that ball, and it goes into right field, and that will put BYU on top on the RBI single by David Clawson. And great base running by Favero. He goes first to third. Yeah, big-time clutch at bat. Like I talked about, there was a four-hole there because the first baseman had to hold Nate Favero, and he just snuck it in there. Modeler dove, but out of his reach and has a big-time clutch hit there for Clawson. See if Perns can add on. BYU with their first lead of the evening. They lead UVU 4-3 here in the bottom of the sixth. Two outs. Jarrett Perns at the plate. Again, runners on the corners. Favero at third. Clawson at first. First pitch outside for ball one. This is where you got to make a hurt right here, right? Find a way to add that one more runner. It's just it's a backbreaker, you know, with two outs if you can find a way to score. Especially for a team, speaking of UVU, that you know their coach is talking about them just not being able to put anything yeah. together sustained, get a lead, and the, the doubt creeps in again. Ball two to Jarrett Perns. He's put himself into a good count here, and both of his at-bats today, he's hit line drives just right at people. Fly it out to right field and center field. Hitting 316. Schultz, 2-0 pitch to Perns. It's taken low. Nice take there by Perns. Three balls, no strikes. You've got to assume he'd be taking here. Yeah, he definitely will be. Plus, Perns is a real disciplined hitter. He really is picky. As you would expect, taking all the way. Strike one. Three balls and a strike to the Cougar center fielder. 4-3 BYU in the bottom of the sixth. Two outs. 3-1 count. Schultz with the pitch to Perns. Perns hits that into the gap in right center. That's going to roll all the way to the wall. Nate Favero scores from third. David Clawson comes around to score. And that is a two-run triple for the Cougar center fielder, Jarrett Perns. And 
that's how you make them pay. That was big time at bat. Hey, a 3-1 count, got an elevated fastball and put a great, great swing on it. Great at bat, Jared Burns. Great at bat. It's exactly what you're looking for. BYU with a three-run lead as they've scored four in the bottom of the sixth. Hey, and why not, right, B? Let's see if B can add on to that. Keep it going. I loved the aggressive base running. Those guys never stopped it. Certainly Absolutely. with two outs, Absolutely. they were running. But to be able to see Perns at third, nice hustle right out of the box. Brendan Anderson takes strike one. He flew out in the first, struck out in the third, an RBI single in the fifth. 0-1 pitch to Brendan Anderson outside for ball one. Let's go ahead and mark it in your book, RBI single. You calling it now? I'm calling you it. You Babe Ruthing it? Absolutely. Okay. I got trust in this kid. This kid's just a leader. This guy's seen just about every situation. Just Nothing mis- scares him. Mr. Clutch. 1-1 pitch. Ball foul down the right field line. Now make me look good here, B. Come on. I mean, he's the toughest kid I like kid the confidence, around, though. Absolutely. I like your confidence that you're just calling it. Absolutely. This is where you can just break their back right here, find a way to push one more run across and advance that lead to four. The 1-2 pitch to Anderson. Got a piece of it. Catcher, Sims, able to grab it and throws it to first. And that will retire the side, but not before the Cougars plate four runs in the bottom of the sixth. And BYU leads UVU 6-3, to three, heading to the top of the seventh on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hey, Cougar fans, this is outfielder Brock Hale. You're listening to BYU Baseball on new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back, top of the seventh. Kenny Sines back out on the mound for BYU. His first pitch to Drew Sims is called strike one. Get you a station ID coming up in just a second. Signs quickly ahead. 0-2. Nice pitch there. And by the way, Scott Hawes rejoining the broadcast as the analyst. If BYU does not score in the bottom of the seventh, you have to leave and Tucker comes back. (laughs) I'll tell you what. (laughs) That last inning was exciting, and this is exactly what you like to see as a coach. Your guy coming out and throwing strikes. Signs is working fast. He got ahead 0-2 now, 1-2. We'll see what he does with Sims right here. One-two pitch to Sims. Sims hits the grounder that is fair. Favero, nice glove across the diamond and throws him out at first. Great play by the Cougar third baseman. That's a big league play right there. That was down the line. He was already about 15 feet behind the bag. Catches that. It takes him into foul territory. He's got a plant. He's got one shot, and he throws it. Not even a short hop. What a play. Great job by Nate Favero. Cade Polson. His first pitch is flied into the bullpen of the Wolverines down over to the right. Signs ahead 0-1. One away, BYU leading 6-3 here in the top of the seventh. Signs 0-1 pitch. Called ball one. They've owned the bottom of the lineup so far. Nobody... In the uh, seven, eight, nine hole has gotten a hit so far. Polson's 0 for 2 on the day and struck out on a curveball last time. 1-1 pitch. Looked like that fooled 
Polson. He didn't swing. It was a ball, but looked like he was about a half a second away from taking a swing. I think he was full. Didn't really know what that pitch was. Yeah, he went off speed on him on that time. Almost got him on the check swing. A 2-1 pitch. Ball grounded to Brian Sue. Quick hop. He gloves it. He'll take it himself and step on first, and that's two away. Really nice start to this top of the seventh for Kenny Sines. Yeah, this is, again, this is so crucial for a pitcher to keep the momentum and to pick up where he left off and then get the offense back in the dugout, bats in their hands so they can continue to put some hits together and some runs on the board like they did last inning. Kenny trying to go one, two, three here in the top of the seventh. Michael Beltran swings through strike number one. Appreciate Tuckett Slade, BYU Baseball's Director of Operations, joining me for the middle innings. Scott Haas back with me to wrap it, wrap up the game tonight. Boy, Kenny is not messing around. He is Quickly right ahead, 0-2. And he is just pouring them in there, one after another. He's a man possessed right now. The 0-2 pitch. Swing! Strike three. They got him, and Kenny Signs was dealing. No runs, no hits, no errors. We head to the bottom of the seventh. BYU leads 6-3 on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin. BYU Sports Network. The two, three, and four hitters coming to the plate for BYU here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Cougars with a 6-3 lead. Daniel Schneeman at the plate. Struck out looking in the first and fifth. Grounded out in the third. Daniel's 0 for 3. Looking to change things here. Fabian Palacios is the new pitcher for the Utah Valley Wolverines. And his first pitch is a strike. Schneeman's uh, the only guy that didn't get an at-bat last inning. (laughs) Eight Cougars got to the plate. We got four runs. In the bottom of the sixth to see if Schneeman can start it off again like they did last inning. Palacios quickly ahead, 0-2. Palacios has pitched four and two-thirds. 1-0 on the season. Pitch outside for one ball and two strikes to the BYU shortstop. Defensive player of the year last season in the West Coast Conference. And this is a guy that's going to be playing professional ball. There's no question about that. The one-two pitch to Schneeman on the way. Schneeman cranks that ball into right field. And that ball is gone. A solo shot for Daniel Schneeman. And the Cougars keep scoring. They now lead 7-3 in the bottom of the seventh. Boy, Schneeman was just sitting on that fastball. Palacios put it right there in the wheelhouse. And the right fielder took about five steps and then said, that thing's out of here. There's no way I'm getting to that. Schneeman puts the Cougars up 7-3. to three. What a swing and a way to keep the momentum going for BYU. He's got some pop, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does. And he's not a guy that hits a lot of home runs, but he has power. And he turned on that ball and pulled that right over the right field wall. Welcome to the game, Fabian Palacios. 
Well, if, if for those who may be just you know joining the broadcast, I mean, here we were 30 minutes ago, it was UVU up 3-2. to two. That's right. I mean, what a difference. BYU scored four in the bottom of the sixth, one so far in the bottom of the seventh. Kyle Dean is the batter, and he turns on that ball, but it will go foul into the BYU bullpen. He's quickly in the hole, 0-2. Kyle. In left field. Got a single in the sixth inning. Going to make it two for two. Gets a piece of that and fouls it straight back. The count remains zero balls and two strikes. Yeah, Palacios with an 86 mile an hour fastball. Dean just missed that. I mean, he's a big kid, 6'2, 210. He's got some power as well. We'll see if he gets another pitch to hit right here from Palacios. Nobody out. Cougars with a four-run lead in the bottom of the seventh. Count 0-2. Fabian Palacios on the mound for the Wolverines. His 0-2 pitch inside for ball one. And again, both of these teams using these innings to really get some guys. Obviously, everyone wants to win the game. Palacios has seen four innings of work so far this year, so an opportunity for him to get out there. But also BYU and Dean up to the plate. See if he can do something with this 1-2 pitch. 1-2 on the way. Dean pops that ball up. It's going to go foul. First baseman, Payson Hayes, made a run for it, but ran out of real estate. One ball and two strikes to Kyle Dean. Subbed in for Keaton Kringlin in left field. Batting third here in the BYU lineup. Brock Hale, the cleanup hitter in the on-deck circle. Dean. Ready for the 1-2 pitch. It's on its way. Holds up. They're going to appeal down to first. First base umpire says he did not go. It'll even the count at 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, UVU wanted that call right there. They thought Dean may have gone. But the first base ump said nope. Didn't go all the way around. Dean gets another chance. See what Palacio throws right here. 2-2 two, two count. This is the danger zone. No outs yet. I've been impressed with Dean's patience here. The 2-2 pitch. That ball chopped to the third baseman. Polson gloves it over to first, and that will be the first out here in the bottom of the seventh. Good pitch by Palacios. That's going to take a little pressure off him after giving up a home run to lead off the inning to Schneeman. So now Hale, who last time almost took it out of the park with that double off the wall and left center. And so Hale's coming up, and this is where you start to see guys swing at a few more pitches and get a little bit more relaxed as they've got a, a comfortable lead here. We'll see what he does right, right now on this pitch. Hit a double in the sixth inning. Hit by a pitch in the second. Lined out 6-3 in the fourth. BYU with seven runs on eight hits and one error. Palacios, his pitch into Hale was pulled past the third baseman and into left field. It's one and one. The BYU right fielder is hitting 315 with a 704 slugging percentage. That's not bad. Not bad. And like many of the BYU players, and this is typical, especially 
in college baseball. It, they take, you know, two, three, four weeks to get those innings under their belt, and you see the averages start to come up, you know, over the next couple of weeks. And, boy, he's been hot lately. The 2-1 pitch. Palacios is low and outside for ball three. Hale ahead of the count. And he can choose to be patient here. Nobody on the base pass for one out with his team leading by four runs, seven to three in the bottom of the seventh. Palacios makes a mistake, though. Hale will give that ball a ride. Pitch outside, and that's ball four, and Brock Hale has earned himself a walk. He'll head on down to first base, and Nate Favero will step into the batter's box for the BYU Cougars. Well, ever since Schmidt came out of the game, he pitched a solid you know, first five innings uh, for them, but since then, three pitchers for Utah Valley. Palacios in there right now, again with only one out, and more damage to be done if they can put the bat on the ball right here in the seventh inning. Fabian Palacios is a junior. His first pitch to Pavero is inside, but called strike one. None of these guys have really been overpowering. I mean, most of the fastballs that BYU's seen tonight, except for Schultz, he hit 90 a couple of times. Other than that, everybody's been mid to upper 80s. Palacios is from Mesa, Arizona, came in from Mesa Community College. It's 0-1 pitch. It's called ball one. It's one and one. Excuse me, Scottsdale Community College for Palacios. The count one and one to the Cougar third baseman, Nate Favero, who was hit by a pitch in his last at bat in the sixth. That's probably the biggest difference in talking to JT, Coach Thomas, the pitching coach for BYU, is just the velocity that you see at the Auburns and Mississippi States. Hale stealing second in the throw for Drew Sims, not in time. And that's a stolen base for Brock Hale. And BYU has a runner in scoring position with one out. Every one of the pitchers that BYU faced, the starting pitchers at Auburn, were 93 to 97 miles an hour. That's a big difference from 83 to 87 (laughs) right here. And uh, BYU's taking advantage of that now with another runner in scoring position. Great opportunity here. Yeah, that week prior to Auburn, they had the pitching machines uh, ramped up to 98 miles an hour. Got to get ready somehow, right? Got to get ready. I was in awe just watching it. The one-two pitch to Favero outside. Evens the count at two and two. Palacios, as we mentioned, is a junior out of Mesa, Arizona. Brian Sue on deck. Palacios gets his sign. Ready for the 2-2 pitch to, to Favero, and it's on its way. Favero swings and fouls that ball back in the, over the canopy here at Miller Park. Someone's going to get a souvenir, depending on where that rolls. Yeah, Favero still, it seems like he, he hasn't quite hit his groove tonight. He, he hit into that double play in the second inning, and then uh, had the 4-3 put out 
in the fourth and then was hit by that last pitch. So he's trying to get into the groove right here and get on track just and, like everybody else. And Nate's got power. I mean, he could very easily make this 9-3 to three with one swing. The 2-2 pitch on its way. Favero pops that ball up. It's high into shallow center field. Peterson there to make the catch. And because it was so shallow, Hale not able to tag up and move to third. He remains at second base with two outs here in the bottom of the seventh. Well, now we've got Sue who came up last time, put a good swing on it with the bases loaded. Just took it to the warning track. I think the fans thought it might be a grand slam, but... That got the Cougar rally going, really, in terms of the scoring with uh, two runners, or actually the bases loaded with that sack fly, and then the floodgates opened as BYU put four more runs on the board, or three more runs last inning, another one this inning. First pitch to Brian Sue, called strike one. Yeah, when Brian came to the plate the last time, Tuckett and I were discussing, you, you got to make UVU pay, and it... it that was the inning they did. They scored four runs. Hale at second, two outs. Palacios pitch to Brian Sue is inside and evens the count at one ball and one strike. 24 pitches so far this inning. That's getting up there. They're making him work for everything he gets out there. We'll see what uh, Sue can get right here at this next pitch. 1-1 one, one count. Sue, again, that ball inside and able to hold off. And it's now two balls in one strike. You can tell they're trying to work him inside. Yep. Most of these pitches have been in on Sue's hands. He laid off that one. Which makes you wonder if they're going to go outside next. Palacios. He does go outside, and Brian Sue hits that into left field. Brock Hale rounding third, and he will score easily. An RBI single for Brian Sue, and BYU ups their lead to 8-3 to in the bottom of the seventh. Well, you thought he might go outside. He tried to get that curveball on the outside corner, but he left it up, and Sue did a great job of staying on top of that, driving it over the shortstop's head to left center field, and there's another RBI for Sue. Brian Sue, he leads the team. He's been chopping batting up. average at 475, and he's adding to that tonight. Noah Hill, the designated hitter, attempted a bunt in his last at bat and popped it up. It was the second out of that inning. Comes to the plate with two outs and a runner on first. And Sue running, trying to steal second, and he'll do it easily. Drew Sims never really got a good handle on that, and the throw was late. And Brian Sue puts himself in scoring position with a stolen base. Well, BYU sticking to their game plan to be aggressive on the base pass. First pitch, Sue goes. And now Hill has a chance to kind of redeem himself from the last inning. That pop-up bunt, really the worst-case scenario with first and third and one out. That's exactly what the pitcher is hoping for, and Hill just couldn't get that button down, and now he's got a chance to put another run on the board for BYU. Can pick up an RBI here. They must see something in Palacios that they feel they can run on because they've been able to do it. Palacios' first pitch to Noah Hill. Hill grounds it to the shortstop, over to first, 
and that will retire the side, but not before the Cougars score two more runs. We head to the top of the eighth with BYU leading 8-3 to three on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball is brought to you by Lube Duck. Quick oil change, emissions, and inspections. Now let's take you out to the ballpark with Jason Shepard. Welcome back to BYU Baseball here at Miller Park on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Jason Shepard and Scott Hawes with you. We are in the top of the eighth. BYU leads Utah Valley 8-3. to three. They scored two runs in the bottom of the fifth, four in the bottom of the sixth, and added two more in the bottom of the seventh. BYU has a new pitcher, the freshman Drew Zimmerman, who picked up the win Saturday against the Nebraska-Omaha Mavericks. His first pitch... To Trevor Howell is outside for ball one. And, boy, I can tell you, coaching staff is very excited about Drew Zimmerman. Oh, he hit 92 on that fastball right there. He's Howell coming in. that foul. And that's, that's really what you want somebody, especially in his situation as a freshman, and not that much experience at this level. Come in, establish your fastball. He's got great life to his fastball. And good things will happen. Now one and two. Hal looked like he was fooled on that. He didn't swing at all. Zimmerman says, thank you very much. I'll take a one-two count. One-two pitch on its way. Hal gets a piece of it. It's popped up on the infield, and Zimmerman there (laughs) juggles the ball a little bit, but able to glove it. uh, He pitches it and throws it. I can do everything, one out away. That's that's one where the coaches would much rather <laughs> see Sue come in and call him off and, and take that, but he was the closest guy. He had the best angle, and you just have to trust that your pitcher's a good enough athlete. He's going to be able to make that play. Little pop-up spinning right there. In one, of the, in one of those circumstances, you're really glad that there's absolutely no breeze whatsoever. Yeah. David Modler trying to bunt. It looks like uh, may have got a piece of David Clausen there. Clausen shaking up. He'll step out and as is usually the case, the home plate umpire will walk out to the mound and give David a few minutes to collect himself. Go hand the ball to Drew Zimmerman himself. Yeah, that just caught right underneath his chest guard along the waist. I mean, there's only so many places that aren't protected, and that just happened to hit him right there. Zimmerman, the 0-1 pitch is high and evens the count at 1-1. One one. Zimmerman with a 1.98 ERA. It's one and one on the season, 13 and two-thirds. It's one-one pitch. It's a strike as Modler swings through. One thing about Zimmerman, he works fast on the mound. One-two pitch. Swing and a miss, and he strikes out Modler. Drew Zimmerman throwing the heat at 92 miles an hour on the gun. He works fast, and he has a very efficient motion. He just takes a, a, just a little baby step back behind the rubber, has a high leg kick, and then just fires it. And not only does he have good velocity, but he's got good movement on his fastball. It's sinking and tailing as well as hitting 90-plus. Trevor Peterson, the center fielder for UVU, swings at the first pitch, he tried to hold up. But the first base umpire said he did go around, so... That's strike one. Zimmerman looking to make quick work of the Wolverines here in the top of the eighth. Swing through, strike two. Peterson looked like he was completely lost on that. Good slider right there, 86 miles an hour. Cutting away from him, 
didn't have a chance to make contact with that one. 0 2. 0 2 pitch outside and bounces and gets away from Clausen. Bounces all the way to the backstop. That's always the best situation. 0 2, nobody on base. You can throw anything you want, just make sure it's nothing too good. 1 2 pitch. Peterson gets a piece of it, fouls it back. Jake Sudrath warming up in the Cougar bullpen. Would expect to see him in the top of the ninth to close this one out. 93 on that one from the right-handed freshman. He's only 170 pounds. Peterson able to stay alive, gets a piece of it. That's, that's, you know, great life for a kid who's six feet, you know, a buck 70 to have that kind of velocity. Again, hitting 93 on that fastball just a second ago. Zimmerman looking to go one, two, three. Peterson spoils the one, two pitch. Fouls that back to the right. Zimmerman is bringing it another 92 mile an hour fastball. Peterson grounded out, flied out. Advanced on a fielder's choice. That pitch from Zimmerman is outside for ball two. Two balls, two strikes, two outs, with BYU leading eight to three in the top of the eighth. Two-two pitch. Grounded to third base. Favero with the glove. Over to Sue. And that retires the Wolverines in the top of the eighth. Do up for BYU, Clawson, Perns, and Anderson when we come back for the bottom of the eighth on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Miller Park, bottom of the eighth. BYU leading UVU 8-3. to three. Coming up for the Cougars, the 8-9-1 and one hitters. David Clawson will lead things off here in the bottom of the eighth. And Utah Valley with a new pitcher, number 11, Travis Parker. Right-handed pitcher out of Colorado, Aurora, Colorado. He's a sophomore, and again, this is where coaches, especially in this situation, in a non-conference game, want to get some guys some work, some quality innings. And so we'll see right here what Parker does against Clawson, who's one of two players that has two hits in this game so far. That's right, a double and a single. First pitch from Parker is inside for ball one. Two RBI for D.C. It's got the claw written on his glove, by the way. Well, when you've got a name like that, you've got to <laughs> use it. You definitely have to, especially as a catcher, right? That's what you like to, to know you're throwing to if you're, if you're a pitcher. The 1-0 pitch inside for ball two. David's one of those guys I love to be around during, uh, during baseball practice. He's a great guy, good sense of humor, really, really good young man. The 2-0 pitch. Clausen fouls that back. Two balls and one strike. Anytime you can get production out of your catcher, your shortstop, your center fielder, those guys who are mainly or first and foremost in there for their defense, but now if they've got offense to their game, that's right. I mean, that's, that's when you've got a powerful lineup. Well, and this is another guy that will be playing professionally one day. Clausen hammers that ball into right center, and that's going to get down and roll to the wall. D.C. is going to pick up his second double of the game, a stand-up double for David Clawson. Nice swing on that one. The center fielder just could not get over there. That was a rocket. It was only about 25 feet to the left of the center fielder, but over his head, 
And that was just a line to the right center gap as Claussen leads off with that double. Again, back-to-back hits for Claussen. Actually, three in a row now for Claussen. Fifth, sixth, and now the bottom of the eighth. Parker, his first pitch to Jarrett Perns. Knocks Perns back. That ball was way inside and high for ball one. Cole Hostert in the pen warming up for the Wolverines. He wears number 44. He's out of Idaho Falls in Bonneville High School. We'll see if that's something for the ninth or if that's something that we'll see here in the eighth in relief of Travis Parker. Parker, he's set. The 1-0 pitch to Perns. Perns, ground ball to second base. Over to first for out number one. But Clausen able to advance over to third. He's 90 feet away from adding to the lead for BYU. Good job by Perns right there moving him up. So Clausen's in scoring position now with just one out. Scores on a sack fly. Hit that to the right side of the field. And Perns, who had that triple last time, Showed that he can fly around those bases. Yes, he uh, does not lack for speed, to say the least. Clausen on third. Brendan Anderson, the BYU leadoff man, hitting 321. 333 with runners in scoring position, by the way. First pitch to Anderson. Parker away inside for ball one. Anderson's one of those guys that you see now in his fourth year. He started out with a 279 average his freshman year, and then you see he continues to get better and better. 329 his sophomore year, 346 last year, and now he's just starting to hit his stride, 327 on the year. He's had a couple strikeouts tonight, but you know what? Again, we're, we're still few games away That's from right. getting into the heart of conference play. And this is considered kind of the preseason, even though these games are super important for your RPI and the rest of your season. This is a chance to work out some of the kinks. He thought about it on that 1-1 pitch, did not swing, and it's called ball two. Nice plate coverage there by Brennan Anderson. Plate discipline. Two and one. Number three, the senior, Brennan Anderson. Just got married over the summer. The 2-1 pitch to Brennan. Swing and strike two. Does that make eight, I think, eight players on the team that were uh, that are married? Well, uh, the, most recent, that nine? the most recent one was Riley Gates, mm-hmm. uh, who married uh, the former Maddie Sidaway on the BYU women's soccer team. They got married in June. Uh, there were three weddings last year. Uh, but Bronson Larson has graduated, so he's not on the roster. The 2-2 pitch to Brennan Anderson is inside for ball three. But last year, Keaton Kringlin got married. Uh, married uh, the former McKenna Santiago of BYU Women's Volleyball. Uh, Brennan uh, got married. So, yeah, there was, uh, there was a lot going on. So there's essentially a, a breed of super athletes we can <laughs> expect to come here in, in about 20 years, right? In about years, 20 right? years, yes, the recruiting class. Anderson takes that ball outside, and that's four balls, and he'll take his base at first, which puts runners at the corners. Clausen at third. Brennan Anderson at first. And one out with Daniel Schneeman coming to the plate. 
And this is the last guy that Parker wants to see right now. Because Schneeman last time absolutely drilled it over the Coca-Cola sign in right field for a leadoff home run. And now he's back at it again with a chance with two guys on. Schneeman struck out looking, grounded out, struck out looking, and then hit a home run. And he hits that ball deep into center field, but Peterson is there to make the catch, but it's deep enough. The Clawson will tag from third and score BYU's ninth run, and the Cougars now lead 9-3 in the bottom of the eighth. He swung at the first pitch on that one. Figured, you know what, when you're hot, you're hot. Stay with it. Brought in the run, did his job. Played it another run for BYU. But you're getting into that territory where you can start to think about bringing in Sudreth. Yeah, Jake Sudreth is basically BYU's closer right now. That's Riley Gates had that role, but uh, because of injury, he's not going to be able to go this year. So Jake Sudreth, who is more than capable, that pitch is low, and Sims can't handle it. And Anderson says thank you very much and advances up to second base, and BYU has another runner in scoring position. Sudreth is a fantastic pitcher. And kind of going into this year, they probably looked at him as the eighth inning guy, and then Riley Gates would be the ninth. But with the injury to Riley, everybody moves up, and Sudreth is is now the closer. When he's got that sidearm motion that just kind of throws people off, and that's what you like to see in your closer, something that people haven't seen the entire game. Kyle Dean at the plate. Taking. It's now ahead, 2-0. Travis Parker on the mound for Utah Valley. Still action in the bullpen. Cole Hostert warming up for the Wolverines. The 2-0 pitch to Dean, taken low for ball three. Yeah, this is where you've got to be careful. I mean, two outs, you're thinking, okay, you're almost out of this as a pitcher. Parker's now fallen behind 3-0. The last thing you want to do is to put two men on when BYU's cleanup hitter is coming up to the plate. And that's what he's done. That's four pitches. They're all balls, and Kyle Dean will take first base. And BYU's cleanup hitter, number 44, Brock Hale, will step into the batter's box looking to do some damage this team leading 9-3 to three in the bottom of the eighth. Not only was that a walk on four straight pitches, but it's also his second walk out of the last three batters. So you view hoping they can get one more out out of Parker. Yeah, Coach Madsen, he's not, not coming out. And Brock Hale hits that ball a mile high into center, and that's going to be caught right at the wall. Nice play by Trevor Peterson to retire the side, but the Cougars add one in the bottom of the eighth. They now lead 9-3, heading to the top of the ninth on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. What's up, Cougar Nation? This is uh, Keaton Kringlin, outfielder on the BYU baseball team, and you are listening to the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Go Cougars. Top of the ninth in Provo, Jason Shepard and Scott Haas with you. BYU has a 9-3 lead over their crosstown rivals, the Utah Valley University Wolverines. Wolverines have not scored since the sixth inning, and that's really when BYU started to 
find their groove. The Cougars plated four runs in the bottom of the sixth, two runs in the bottom of the seventh, and added a run in the bottom of the eighth. That gives them the six-run lead as we go to the top of the ninth. Jake Sudreth in to close this one out for the BYU Cougars. The righty, 6'5", 225, out of Mesa, Arizona, out of Mesa Community College. First pitch to Jackson Overland. Popped up on the infield. And Sudreth calls everyone off and had to run back a little bit, but able to make the catch. We saw that from Zimmerman and now from Sudreth, where they called out the called the infield off and wanted to make the play themselves. And both did. One away. That's that's one of those plays that you call a dish play, right? The coach hits at the end of infield. That's just a towering fly ball. And the tricky thing about that is it's spinning so much that it forces the player to move back on it. If you don't if you don't plan for that, you're going to get caught. And Sutter did a good job. He had to backpedal the last few steps and then grab that for the first out. His first pitch to the Wolverine-designated hitter, Ryan Eastburn, is strike one. Eastburn grounded out, flied out, and reached first base on a base-on-ball situation. Sudrits, 0-1 pitch. Swing and a miss. Quickly ahead, 0-2 on Ryan Eastburn. Another one of these guys that likes to work from the stretch, regardless of whether there's somebody on base or not, has another high leg kick, twists back, gets as much power, and he's hitting 90-91 on his fastball so far. The 0-2 pitch. In for a called strike three. Eastburn didn't even swing. Struck out looking, and that's two away for the BYU Cougars here in the top of the ninth. Great pitch. Sitting there 0-2. He'd shown nothing but fastballs and goes back door on the slider and just freezes him. He has no chance. He was sitting on a fastball there, and he comes in with the back door slider for the K. Payson Hayes, the last hope for the Wolverines, and he takes that pitch, a fly ball to right field, Brock Hale underneath it, and that will do it. Your final from Miller Park in Provo, Utah. BYU defeating Utah Valley 9-3 in a really nice performance by the BYU Cougars as they improve now to 9-6 on the season. What a game. We had seven pitchers combined, and we had, of course, there were a few innings there in the middle where, you know, Barker and, and Sterner had a little bit of a, a struggle getting through with a, a few hits, just really to two or three. I mean, Overland had the double in uh, the fifth inning and then had another hit in the sixth inning. But other than that, BYU's pitching was really solid, only giving up three hits on the night and really was able to, to choke out any momentum that UVU was trying to put together. And then those bats came alive in that fifth and sixth inning for BYU, especially the explosion when Kringlin got the single and then the double by Hale, and then, of course, Sue gets the sack fly to start it off, and next thing you know, BYU was up and never looking back. Yeah, you had a lot of guys with really nice days. I mean, look at David Clausen, three for three, and really put together some nice at-bats. I mean, you know, you had, you had a lot of guys, I thought, for BYU, very patient at the plate, and they made the UVU pitchers pitch to them. They were not going to swing at bad pitches for most of the night. Yeah, they were very patient, and, and and this is again a situation where we're still early in the season. You've played a you know a dozen or so games, 
And so you can't get caught up in the numbers because batting averages, guys, tonight, Clawson's average went up, you know, 25 points tonight because you only have so many at-bats for the season. So he's three for three. That average is going to jump up. And the same thing for pitchers is you can't get caught up on an ERA because a guy may have, you know, four or five appearances. He's only got 12 innings under his belt. And so you just have to let guys settle in and be in a situation where they can perform, continue to get their work done, and that's what BYU did tonight. I think Coach Littlewood's going to be very happy that he got seven guys out there in, against a really good Utah Valley team. And same thing for Utah Valley. They went through five pitchers, and, and so both of these teams now really now getting ready for their conference play. All right, uh, we will take a quick timeout. When we come back, we will talk with Jarrett Perns. BYU wins 9-3 to on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. That's the last out. Great pitch on the outside corner. He gets him. Now let's hear from the players and coaches in your BYU baseball postgame show. Here's Jason Shepard on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU defeats Utah Valley by a final score of 9-3. to Great crowd tonight at Miller Park, seeing the Cougars defeat the Wolverines in the Crosstown Clash. Again, the final score, 9-3. to Several players with big games, and we're talking with one of them, Jared Perns, 1-for-4 and 2-RBI. Congratulations on the victory. Thank you, thank you. So take me through this one. I mean, this is your first uh, game against UVU, uh, the Crosstown Clash. What were your thoughts on this, uh, this rivalry tonight? Uh, the rivalry was really really good the first four innings of the game were pitchers duel both ways and they uh, came out with two runs in the fifth inning and we came back with two runs all you have to do is match what they do and get a little more and we'll be good you know and that's something we were talking about on the broadcast when they went up to nothing in the top of the fifth uh we were talking about the fact okay now BYU just needs to answer and you had an answer every time you needed all night long yeah that that's what coach Littlewood preaches we we need to answer they score two runs we need to score three or four that's what that's what he teaches every day so one for four for you two RBIs talk about your night at the plate tonight you know I was getting up there first two at bats uh hit it right to them had both good swings on them next at bat came up guys on base tried to drive it in a gap so I can get some uh, runners in there to get on the board and that's what happened. What has been your experience at BYU? You're a junior. You came in uh, from the JC ranks. What's been your experience at BYU in, in the time that you've been here, just the last couple months? Um, it's, it's a great program. I, I love being a part of this program. I was heavily recruited by Utah Valley as well, and I chose the BYU route because that's that's where I wanted to go to school. And I the pitching isn't any different that much, but... I really love it here to go to school. So for those um, that uh, that may not have had an opportunity to see you, how would you describe your game? Let's, let's talk specifically defensively when you're out there in center field. You know, when the ball goes up in the air, the name of the game is to catch it. And <laughs> I try to get under the ball and catch it for my pitchers. And when I get up to bat, I try to drive that right center gap. And if I try to drive that right center gap, uh, good things happen. Well, and you certainly got the speed to be able to cover center field. There were a couple of plays where... Uh, you you were able to get that jump off the bat and, and make a good play, and I know that's something that uh, that the coaches really love about you, not just your ability to hit and play defense, but your ability to have speed, uh, whether it's in defense or on the base pass. Coming up next now, you guys begin conference play. You've got LMU coming in Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. How excited are you guys to be able to get into conference play, which really is the part of the season that really matters? Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to defend the crown with this team (laughs) 
Um, it's a great group of guys. We put some good at-bats together the last four innings, and if we carry those over into the LMU series, we'll we'll do pretty good. What do you think has been the difference over the last four games? You guys swept the series over the weekend against Omaha, and now obviously getting this win tonight. That's four in a row. What do you think has been working so well for you guys? Honestly, I think it's about being home, home field advantage, having the fans here cheering us on, um, having the last at-bat too. That's, that's a good uh, opportunity to drive some runs in as well. Jarrett, we appreciate uh, the time. Thank you so much uh, for joining me. Congratulations on the win. We'll let you get back down to the clubhouse and uh, enjoy this one with your teammates. Sounds good. Thank you. You're very, you're very welcome. Jarrett Perns joining us here on the new skin BYU Sports Network. 9-3 to the final. BYU defeating Utah Valley. We will take a timeout. And when we come back, the head coach of the Cougars, Mike Littlewood, will join us. It's all coming up next on the new skin BYU Sports Network. 9-3, the final score for Miller Park. BYU defeating Utah Valley University. Joined now by the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Mike Littlewood. Coach, congratulations on the win. That's now four in a row. Yeah, that was that was a good win. Um, it was different. You know, we, we uh, they took the lead. It was, we've given up three five-run leads this year, and we've come from behind a little bit. But this was kind of like at our home field, having to come from behind uh, with a two-run deficit. You know, looking back, I'm glad we had to do that because it, it's, we need to learn how to do that. Um, not that I would choose to do that every single time, but proud of our guys for the first four innings. There was no panic. There was no stress. We were just kind of like, we're going to get you. It's just going to be a matter of time for you guys to make a mistake or two um, on the mound. And Schmidt did a nice job, but, uh, you know, Pernsey came up with a, with a big hit. Yep. Clausen came up with a big two-out hit. That, that was the difference in the game right there. Well, and, and I, I had two analysts tonight. Scott Haas was my analyst, and then I had, I had Tuckett Slade for the middle innings, and that was that, that you know, fourth, fifth, and sixth. And we were talking about when Utah Valley had taken that two-run lead, and it was like, okay, it's all about answering. And like you talked yeah. about, you guys answered every single time. And we've done that. We did it at Northridge, too. We, you know, we would give up. We had a five-run lead. They scored five, and then instantly we scored back. I, I think the first four times that they scored, we answered with runs. And that's kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of becoming a characteristic of this team is because, you know, b- believe it or not, some teams you get, you'll give up a run, and you're like, oh, no, we're done. This team, there's there's none of that in this team. And so when I say that stuff doesn't feel right, the last five innings felt right. It kind of felt like, okay, this is this is Cougar baseball. This is how we're supposed to play with getting big hits, especially at home, and, and having guys come out of the pen and, and just shut things down like Kenny did and, and Zim did and Sutter did. Those guys were really sharp tonight, and I was proud of those guys. What was your overall opinion from start to finish from the pitching staff? Well, I, I loved it. I mean, I really loved it. Bo, Bo came back and got Burrup, got a couple good innings. Blake got us off to a really good start. He was sharp. His velo was 88, um, which was nice, and he's commanded his fastball. The two guys I was a little bit concerned about are the, the guys that gave up the runs just because they're freshmen coming off missions. They have, they're one-pitch guys right now, and that one pitch, was, which is a fastball, they don't locate it really well. Even though they're throwing it 89-91, we need to locate a little bit better. But we needed to get those guys in, talking about uh, James Barker and Justin Sterner. We needed to get those guys in because we, with with a couple guys going down, we need those guys to step up and be big for us. And we don't want that to be the third weekend in league play with a man on second base winning run. We, we need to get them some experience now so they know what it feels like. But I was really, really happy with um, the rest of our guys just coming in and shutting the door. How do you feel you have set things up to now begin conference play Thursday against LMU? I, f- I feel good. I mean, we've got – we did what we wanted to. I don't think anybody threw over 20 pitches. I'm looking at the, the box right now. 19 was Blake through 19 and, and both through 18. They threw two innings and Justin threw 18. And so everybody's going to be fresh. Everybody's ready to go. Um, 
and and I'm excited for for Woody uh, on Thursday to come Jordan Wood to get, come give us a good start and see what we can do. We'll face a really good pitcher on Thursday, but it's nothing we haven't seen before. I mean, it seems like every night we come out we see a good pitcher. Well, and, and you and I have talked about about Jordan Wood and boy, he is he's performed so well to begin this year. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that stepped up for us. It, it, we always talk about there's guys, and Brian Sue's done the same thing yep. on the offensive side, and, and Perns, Perns has done that for us too. I mean, he's gone in there and given us really good at-bats and been a plus defender. You have to have some of those guys that you don't count on, that you're not counting on, to step up. And uh, Jordan Wood's done that. We knew he could be our day-one starter. He was, you know, we penciled him in as that. But he's really taken, like, just embraced that, I guess, and, and said, I- I'm the guy. You can see the confidence when he gets up there. And opposing coaches of the, the three starts he's had has said, hey, your starter's a legit, legit number one starter, and that makes me feel pretty good. It's a little bit of validation. Before I let you go, what's your overall take on this WCC, uh, you know, a couple, uh, couple of weeks into the season? Well, I mean, every team's playing well. You look at uh, the guys, Santa Clara, who are usually at the bottom. Santa Clara, um, I think they swept Utah. Um, Portland's playing everybody tough. I mean, I think, I think one through ten, it's going to be a stronger league than it has before. San Diego's going to be good. St. Mary's looks really, really good. And then you've always got your Gonzagas, your LMUs. I mean, those guys, those teams that are just perennial good, good teams. And so every week's going to be a battle. Um, but we, 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 we get going. It's amazing we're, we're going already. Two days we're, we're going. And uh, not that all these games don't matter because they do, but it, it, it's for real on Thursday. Well, I, I told you this before we went on the air. You have no idea how happy I am that I was able to call a win. I did not <laughs> want to possibly be a one and done one and by done. losing yeah. The first time I called one of your games. So congratulations on the win, and uh, we'll let you get back to the team. I'm glad we could do our part for you, Jason. (laughs) Thanks, thanks, Chuck. Thank you so much. It's the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Mike Littlewood, and that's going to do it from Miller Park. The Cougars get the win 9-3. Time to say our thanks. want to say a special thanks to uh, the man who ran everything back in our BYU radio studios, Cole Wissinger, for my analysts today. That was Scott Haas and Tuckett Slade. Always appreciate their help. Great stuff, as always. My name is Jason Shepard. This has been BYU Baseball. Cougars defeating UVU 9-3. And you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.